Yeah, good boy. In Vietnam. Yeah. Episode 51. Any listeners in Vietnam? You never know. I mean, with this shit. You don't you check know, the analytics of... Uh, no, but I, I should. I don't know if I can check the analytics of like where the countries Our are. band Drunk Old Ladies had fans in crazy <laughs> fucking countries, dude. Like Egypt. Look at this love I'm getting right here. Oh, yeah. She knows what's going on. Somehow our band, like it, we had like one internet, we had like one American fan, this guy in Texas. Oh, right. And, uh, but then we had like weird fans in Egypt and there's uh, guys. How in, were you finding this out? Uh, just through like wh- who were like the followers, like where were they from? Like interacting and like who wasn't spam who were actually like, Hey, love this. I think you can like, look at it through like Apple. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then there's that. Yeah. I think you can figure it out. Yeah, but didn't I, we have like some <laughs> some African guy was going on our Facebook page saying like I want to be drunk old American ladies. Yeah, <laughs> well no, oh, wait, he, he was he was listening because yeah. he thought that it was no. I think he was yeah he was just like oh this is your like drunk American girls that I can like meet. <laughs> He's just in like Nairobi Hilarious. like check this out. But there was literally one guy in Texas, one like I it was the only fan he I could really find. It, yeah, I mean because we had a vi- that video with Chris Messina, so you just got those Chris Messina fans, but they right. weren't like yeah. into DOL. And then, but there was this Who one was guy the in actor Texas that was, yeah, the, yeah. that was in that that weird video we made. I remember. And uh, but there was this one guy in Texas, and he's just like, "When's the new album coming out?" Yeah, he was dialed in. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> like, it and awesome. it was like a dad with like an American flag hat. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about shipping floating something out into the ether. I mean, you've had more experience with this with bigger projects, obviously, <laughs> but like. To start a band to make a record like in your closet, you know, and then there's just a guy in Texas that's fucking off. Just get his pickup truck, just fucking cranking it. You know, <laughs> Coastal Kites. When we put stuff up, I never look at my Facebook anymore. But I start the, the last account, like social media account that I started, was the Facebook page for yeah. Coastal Kites. And there's international fans all all over the world. Right. Like if I showed you like who the people are that are following, it's I would bet that eighty percent of them aren't from America. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a guess. I could be totally wrong. Yeah. But I was paying attention to it for a minute as like they were trickling in people that were following and or liking the page. It's great. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, the music's pretty international mm. anyway. Yeah, totally. yeah, right. But um, Molly, look at that. I know, Molly, what got, are you doing? Uh, the dog is loving up on me right now. <laughs> I took her for a walk through, or Hello, walk through Beachwood Canyon today. Oh, you did? Yeah, she loves it up there. You see any comedians up there? <laughs> no, no. For a change, I actually <laughs> did it. It's a lot surprise. of comedians live up there Tons in of Beachwood Canyon and comedy actors. Yeah. Comedy Canyon. No, yeah. when you walk on Franklin, it's literally like when you go into La Pubella, it's just like all of them. Like yeah. all of them. Is she off leash when you're walking her? Uh, no. No. I mean, it sh- she could, but it's all it's going to take is to see one cat or squirrel, and then it's fucking, she's off. Oh, yeah. But she gets along with other dogs, right? Yeah, for yeah. the most part. Didn't she get into a couple of fights in Venice, the dog A park? couple of fights in Venice, yeah. She wanted to play, and some of these dogs are just like, you know, I'm not into it. She's like, no, 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 let's do this. And they're like, fuck off. That's right. how Mira was. Bite her on yeah. the I had to and- stop like bringing her to dog parks and everything, because she, she wouldn't hurt a dog, but she would run up. She was so excited. So yeah. she, people yeah. were just like, yo, your dog's a little crazy. That's the problem, yeah. yeah. 
And then it got harder to do anything with her, really. I don't like dog parks. Well, That's, like, such a dangerous way to introduce animals. Like, yeah. here, let's just go just go run off. Yeah. Like, it's just like throwing them out into the thunder. It really it's like two is. men enter, one man leave. <laughs> no, two totally dogs is. enter, one man. And she's so, she got so much life and energy, she runs up to them as soon as they walk into the gate. They're like, whoa. Yeah, if anything, I would think that the, the dog that's sitting there not engaging with the other dogs, because sometimes people just have these boring dogs that just yeah, kind of totally. don't want to socialize or do anything. So it's like, wow, it's well, it's almost your fault to have the dog that's not, doesn't want to commingle. Would you rather have the boring dog or the super hyper dog? Super hyper all day. Uh, You know, it's cool. All day it's super hyper. Oh, no, well, not that. But I like, I like excited dogs. Like the expression all day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is a weird expression. That came and went, I thought. Yeah. All day. Yeah. Like Kanye had a song called All Day. Or somebody had a song called All Day. And then you heard that term for like six months. Yeah. And then it vanished. No, it's true. It's like, well, maybe like, like two hours of the day. Yeah. <laughs> all day. Right. Even like people were like, yo, bro, blowjobs all fucking day. It's just like, yo, my like, dick All hurts. day. Yeah. All day. No, at some point. Like I, how many, I've already came like four times. I can't do it. Yeah, anymore. my dick is blue right yeah. now. Yeah. How many do you got usually? Uh, how many blowjobs? Just how, how many, uh, how many climaxes in a day at this point in well, your life? Well, I mean, gosh. <laughs> I, I say I got a good. I got a good one in me. Well, usually in a session, uh, a session. Um, <laughs> now, what do we call this? <laughs> uh, I've got. I'll, I'll give you my best one, and yeah. then and then usually I'm kind of I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean I am too. Yeah, like a three a week. Oh, in your early twenties, yeah. it was like oh, oh. that was all day. I think I've definitely done like four in one day. But I mean, even if you, you're like, if you meet like a, a hot girl and she's just like, and I fucking love sex. I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, so do I. But like, <laughs> how? what are we talking about here? Is this just like, are we just, is this just talk? Well, to like, is this what, these are the steps that you go through now as a 40 year old. <laughs> and you're just kind of right. Well, this is going to, I got to talk this long at the bar and then I got to get home. You go through all the arithmetic. Of, <laughs> I know. Oh, for sure. And you'd kind of rather just like just throw on a Netflix. No, because like, the older yeah, you get, yeah, yeah. the more interests you have. You're just like I, that's all. That's good and fun, but Dude. like, yeah, I got fucking billions is on tonight. I really, I'm like really into it. Yeah, there's uh, or like I want to get home and like fucking hang out with my dog or like I don't know, just yeah. not fucking have someone. Does in she my sleep home. with you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you, uh, so you can just start having sex with animals, and all your problems <laughs> would be solved. Look at uh, she's so connected right now. This is amazing. Yeah, she is dialed in. The you dog's on the in? couch just peacefully watching us. Yeah, also, uh, first wise. pod with the sun still out. How about this? Oh, I yeah. was going to say that. This yeah. is interesting. This uh, is I'm a good it. hour. Yeah. yeah that, I like you it. know, when I do Kites of the Round Table mm. with Jonathan, we aim for like the four or five o'clock hour. Yeah, why not? No, yeah, you're, you're a little bit more. Yeah, because usually when it's pod town, around like seven or eight, I'm like, uh, I mean, I always like doing the podcast, but I'm like, I got to go do something. Yeah, right, right. And I'm like, all right. And then I know once I lock in, it's like, well, we get it going. But like today, I was just like, oh, yeah. It was weird. I had the today talking about things when you get older. Like, I'm usually like, uh, dude, if I had a fucking wife and kids, I'd fucking murder. <laughs> I'd, I'd like murder them and like disappear or something. Like, I today I had like, I was like, God, what do I want to do? Like, I was like, I kind of wish I had like some kids to go take for pizza. Oh wow! Like I had like a, your kids, or just like find them. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> just a random. No, <laughs> go to like my own kids. Like I kind of had one of those because I feel like you know my forty year old soul and body's kind of like where's those kids? Like let's yeah. throw them in the in the truck and go to Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Not for sure. So maybe do you uh, want kids? 
Well, today I did. Yeah, but if you when you not have historically self, when you self you know when you pause and think about the future, do you see a future with a with a family and children? Uh, yeah, but it 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 comes and goes. Uh, but it it came today it, and it went. I but had that like, on there was Sunday. Just like a, actually, yeah, but it I wasn't was like, kids. It was more like because uh, I we you know we didn't have anything to do. We didn't have any work to do. But I was just like. It was Sunday, and like the basketball games, like weren't on yet, like the March Madness games. Yeah. So I was like, well, "What the fuck am I going to do for like four hours?" It'd be nice to like if I was in a relationship. It's like, oh, let's go to the beach, or let's go to Malibu, or let's but, go up to fucking Santa Barbara or something, you know? Yeah, but and, see, I, and in, I didn't have that, so I just the, watched. See, like, then you have to remind <laughs> you, it's like, what about Bob was on? You're like, I want to have the kids to go do and like take them to the park and stuff, but then you know that comes with like. The wife is like, and the teacher wants us to meet with a specialist about his <laughs> uh, about Jeremiah's learning disabilities and behavioral issues. Hey. Oh, behavioral? Wait, what behavioral? Just he's a normal kid, <laughs> honey. Uh, you're not listening to the the things. You go right in one, you're out the other. He he stabbed one of his. <laughs> oh, God, <with laughs> you know what I mean? And you're yeah. just like, dude, wait, what? My kids, my kids stabbed the kid with a pencil. It's it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's no true. no. When you're even today, I was at a, a friend of hours house and the kids were at school yeah she was at home working we were you know in the back working on some things and the kids weren't in the house and right. i was like wow this is a different it feels so good it felt, yeah right it felt really good and i could tell they're relaxed like their vibe is completely different because right. they're not it's it's and they have two girls yeah you know what i mean if you have a little fucking crazy little yeah it's hard to think about what you know because I have friends that have boys. I have friends that have... It's funny. A lot of my friends have either girls or boys. They have, like, two sons or two girls. I don't have a lot of friends that have, you know... Do they still do that? Do they still come like that? You don't can, they, you can you, pick you get the set, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Wait, can you really do that? Yeah, I think you can. You can. I think you can yeah. choose the gender now. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That... That's odd. I wouldn't want to do that. I'm uh, not a hundred percent, but I think that either that... Oh, I'm I, sure I you think can. there's, like, yeah. you can, like... You can ho- you can get a good probability. Wait, how right? do they do that? I, I talk, I'll have to ask Justice. I'm sure he's got some <laughs> yeah, pills right. for this. <laughs> Someone in Estonia. Well, yeah. there's all this corrective stuff. They could go in either either they can do this now or it's it's close where they can detect um, just like even diseases. Oh yeah, right, uh, right. Before and they can they can do like, all of this corrective surgeries like while the while the mother has still got the child in the womb. Pick the eye color that you want. Oh, wow. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I like leaving it up to the gods and be like, let's see what we got here. Yeah. yeah. We've become the gods. Yeah, I guess yeah. we have. I thought you were going to say like when the baby's born and it's a boy. It's like, no, that's a girl. No, that's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you're well, that's, assuming it's gender. Well, there's that too. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, saw, the doctor's like, it's a girl, and it's just got a penis, and everyone's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Sounds By good. the way, I saw that Stephen Pinker book on the toilet. Oh, yeah, it's good. Enlightenment Now. Are you reading it? Yeah, I'm into it. How far along are you? Uh, I think three pages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the slowest, laziest it looked, reader. It looked brand new. Yeah, no, I, I'm a terrible reader. Oh, okay. I but, did but the, the audio fir- the, version. The forward, I was into the forward. I yeah. liked it. Uh, and I actually got the uh, the. You should, I was going to tell you you should get it. I got the summarized version. There's this there's this app where uh, you can get the summarized version oh, of books on tape. So it's like all the bullet. Like just give me the fucking meat and potatoes here. And then, but what are you um, retaining if that all happens? the the major the major points? Your mind kind yeah. of works. Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah. Basically, like global warming's a thing, but it's not going to wipe out. Uh, and it's we're going to be perfectly adaptable to it. 
AI is like a myth. This and is what this gonna, is what he's they're saying. They're not going to go to war with them. Life is good. There's yeah, very right. few war. Like life is better than it's ever been. We just then the media will have you believe otherwise because yeah, exactly. media is at a point where they have such a high level of engagement with people that never read the newspaper, never watched the news. People are just like twenty four seven fucking dialed in. The press is just fucking feeding this monster. All these things and, and people on like, Twitter with their fucking theories. It's just like no. Now that I have social media, this is what I. Th- Think, and you're no, he's got. I was yeah. listening to an interview with him, and he's talking about the psychological phenomenon called the negativity bias, uh-huh. which examines the way that human beings experience feelings, right? And that we feel uh, um, anger, sadness, pain, these things. It's a sort of like a more profound experience on the human mind than feelings of joy and happiness. And um, this re- it's represented in journalism, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's just across the board, there's, you turn on the news, and this is all be- because we're sort of predisposed to want to hear the, the, these, the news this way. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, it's part of our psychological hardwiring. Yeah, well, that's is, weird. Yeah. No, but that's... now, and everybody's so addicted to stress hormones. So you're, like, Eckhart Tolle will, will tell you, like, your pain body you're you when you have pain or you're having stress that's not you that's your body addicted to stress pain and your body wants more of that because it's in like endorphins so you're getting like hyper locked into this news and the news just keeps feeding and feeding and feeding any story they can like blow up out of control right, blah, right. Blah, blah. and it's like turning us all into these fucking like that's why everyone's like the world is so fucked up Addicts. the world is so fucked up and like the world is actually this book proposes the theory or that the world has never been really been better mm-hmm. yeah no it's true I mean and that's something that I I can't remember who's it might have been like a Rogan podcast. I was oh, okay. into him sure for like a couple of weeks and, and was listening to a bunch of his lectures and stuff. But Trump plays the game. He's like a he's like a circular string leader. Mm-hmm. He just goes and he throws little nuggets out to get to keep keep it going crazier. That crazier. is his great skill. Yeah, but yeah, right, right. He's I mean a, on top of being a con man and whatever right. your feelings are about it. But he is. He's good at manipulating the media and um, and playing. Playing into people's emotions, really. Right. Uh, whether it's uh, intense kind of like love, you know, that his supporters have for him or sort of antagonizing the people that can't stand him. Oh, yeah. He's he's doing, you know, he's, yeah. he's a master. At he that. really is. He, he's, um, he's really good at cheating at golf, too. Yeah, there's a new re- book out about his cheating. Are you serious? It's like really there's bad. a book devoted to yeah. him? No, it's, to- it's, it's crazy. Just golf specifically? Just golf. This Amazing. like ESPN writer wrote it, and like apparently this guy, this one Mike Tirico, this uh, sports yeah, yeah, analyst, hit like the shot of his life. Like he was like 250 yards out, hit it on the green, and he like saw it go into like the middle of the green. And then Trump kind of like went up, and when he, when the Mike Tirico got to the green, he was like, oh, "Where the fuck is my ball? Like I thought it was a perfect shot. It was in the sand trap." And then Trump's caddy later told him that when Trump got out of the green first, he kicked the ball into the sand trap because he didn't want a better shot than he had. Wow. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on. But I mean, like, that's a metaphor. Uh, it's, it, that's <laughs> a sociopath is a sociopath across the board. It's not like they go on the golf course and all of a sudden they're like <laughs> a pillar of these benevolent, no, that's, like, that's uh, what the book is about. Because he, he makes the comparison that him on the golf course is how he treats his job and everything. Right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But so, uh, but back to Pinkner is, uh, is like, yeah, is, is that the world is so like, for example, we live in a time of uh, a high time for mass shootings. Mm -hmm. So that there's this idea that 
the world is so dangerous and you're just going to walk outside and get shot. Mm -hmm. But actual shootings are down. Murders are down. Gun violence is down. It's just Uh, these hyper, these crazy things that are obviously the press, you know, it scares everybody. Right, right. Yeah. We live in the biggest problem that we live in right now. The one problem we have is this fear, this ominous fear. And there's really nothing behind it. So yeah, that's where the, also that those those it. numbers and looking. I'm no gun fan, but uh, they 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 calculate like suicides and everything like that. When yeah. you really do look at the, I guess the mass shootings, mm-hmm. it is the the numbers. It's a very small percentage right, of right, the yeah. gun violence. Um, but still, these AR-15s do not need to be legal. Yeah, that's a li- yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I was hunting last week. I got a couple of them in my moped. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, those are like kind of obnoxious. Like, those are like, put those in the hands of like soldiers. Just those things are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It was really popular. I mean, what they were able to do in New Zealand just in six days was unbelievable. Yeah, didn't they just ban guns completely? I mean, yeah, granted, right, right. they have like a sliver of the population. <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah right. So, how, I mean, how many people were like packing heat in New Zealand? <laughs> yeah. Apparently enough. I mean, Australia it took them, I think, like thirty some odd days. But as right. soon as there was a, they had some horrible thing happen, and they just turned it around. Meanwhile, in America, like, like I'm on Instagram today on Barstool Sports. It's just a picture of a guy's girlfriend <laughs> shooting cans <laughs> off a fucking yeah. log. Yeah, man. What? What? Your? I want to ask you about your necklace. Is that a pentagram or a? Oh uh, no, it's a. Uh, it's my dad's star, David. Oh, okay. Which I felt kind of strange about, you know, because it's not even really about repping like the Star of David as much as it is just uh, kind of like a, the cool an, symbol, an heirloom of. Uh, oh yeah, but um, yeah, no, <laughs> pentagram. Can you imagine me? <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah, I mean, you're in a band. I was like, ah, oh, maybe it's like <laughs> yeah, you're just rocking uh, some devil gear. No, that's never been my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are bands even into that anymore? Uh, the devil? Yeah, no. I think there's there's so many music festivals that exist that i just don't even really know about oh and there are like metal festivals where every single band i mean can you imagine it's exhausting enough to just go to like not that coachella is like or where there's hip-hop and rock and indie and Mm. you know electronic and there's everything there are just straight up like metal oh yeah there's one a big one in vegas so people that show up they're like i gotta get there at 3 30 to see like satanic Testicles and, then like, and then blood sacrifices going whatever, on out there. And then they're yeah. staying there all day. That's not like, oh, I'm going to go check out like this quiet band for right. a you know, It's just intense fucking metal music all. But day I long. never know if those bands are really like that, or that's just like their image. That's just their thing. The funniest thing was, and you go backstage, they're just watching you, like fucking in Family my, Ties. In my experience, mm. I don't know about Family Ties, but <laughs> they are. Uh, the first experience that I had with these bands was in high school. The first band that I was ever in was a Grateful Dead cover band mm-hmm. with our friend Howie Diamond. Right, who played shout, drums. Out. shout out Howie. And um, we would play these Battle of the Bands just in the suburbs of Chicago. And it was us and all metal bands from like the Chicagoland area. And we were a, a fucking tie-dyes. And they hated the dead. Clients. No, they loved us, man. Right. They were oh, the coolest people. And then the funniest thing is we would always see them at Denny's because like when everything else was closed, we'd go chill at Denny's at like 3.30 in the morning, just right. high as fuck. And, and uh, we would run into them and talk to them and then we would be like playing against them at a battle of the bands just in Elmhurst or something right. kind of like a month and a half later. And they were always so 
chill and cool. But then um, when they're on stage, it's just like blood coming out of their mouth. It's still and <laughs> yeah. stoic, and it's amazing. The drummer who plays um, Name Drop or whatever, but he plays in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen them play before? No, but no, I, I, I do Phoenix. like Phoenix. I do too. He's, he steals the show. I mean, he's an incredible drummer. And he plays, I forgot the name of his band. I wish I, I remembered the name of it. But um, I went and saw them. They were on tour, and they were playing at the Roxy. And I think I actually went with Lucas. And it's like... <laughs> you know these slow just heavy fucking and you go backstage and we said hello after the show and it's just they have these soft voices and they're just yeah, really right. cool yeah. you know, friendly dudes you know now what about but have you have you have you ever met cannibal corpse <laughs> yeah. or napalm death does the same napalm death, like... I, I, that's a real band right no totally so yeah. it's cannibal corpse oh, okay the, the, like the, when i think of like that kind of it's like deicide cannibal corpse napalm death i wonder what those guys are like yeah are those uh, guys chill? So I, I, mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. They're I mean, usually today, musos, man. That music is is. Uh, yeah, it's like math rock kind of. It is. It's <clears> like <throat> there's such a rhythmic precision to even like the guitar playing, where it's like you know, yeah. and there's such a technical thing to it that it takes a specific kind of almost nerd to want to yeah totally. to do that. It's not like a melodic kind of experience where it's sort of you know like that. Um, I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Wayne's World kind of like sh- shined a light on that. Totally. When they go back and Alice Cooper is just like, oh, no, it's actually from this Milwaukee. <laughs> like, I guess they kind of like, they kind of closed the book like, on that. All right. He's They're got actually kind of dorks. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. yeah, Alice Cooper's like a four handicap. You know, like who, you know who wasn't a four handicap and who wasn't a dork? <laughs> uh, who I learned uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Golfer? No. I, did you see that Molly Crew documentary? Oh, I haven't watched it. Or the it. movie on Netflix? It's yeah. pretty awesome. It it's is like, good. I liked it's it. It's perfectly shitty. Yeah, totally. Like, it's just, just like Motley Crue. But, but what you'd want for that. Like, I, that's the way I feel about the Queen movie. Mm. It was perfect for what that band Yeah, is. right. It's like, you know, with these certain different bands, like, the movie should set fit the tone. Like, this was perfect for Motley Crue. It really it was, was like, yeah. It was like Californication <laughs> cinematography <laughs> quality. True. Like. Uh, you know, no, no, like fancy camera work, no great acting. It no, was like, just like super zoom. No, so it's shot. Fun. It's shot almost like appropriately for like the camera equipment that they had during the eighties. Maybe like, no, it was uh, like it's more just like an episode of Californication, right, but it's yeah. a movie. That'd be really interesting to shoot mm-hmm. a movie like that. Like if they, if uh, you know, if they did the Doors over again, if they just used like whatever sixties cameras and lighting equipment that they had, just so it had that. That yeah, that isn't aesthetic. that like what Tarantino does with all of his? Doesn't he shoot like old? Uh, he does sometimes. Uh, he'll use some, but the, the point is, Ozzy Osbourne is in the the movie, and there's a scene, and I actually googled this. It happened. He's at a pool, and there's like old people around, and like people by the <laughs> pool. He takes a leak, right, and he gets down and licks it up, and then Nikki Six takes a piss next to him, and then he licks Nikki Six's piss, <sighs> and then he snorts a line of ants. <laughs> you ever seen any video? I heard like the that? snorting. I haven't heard the pee drinking story, but yeah. I heard the the ant snorting story. Right. And so they're saying that that really yeah. went down. I mean, I, I thought I'm, it was a documentary. I'm seeing the billboards all over. No, town, it's I a think. it's like a movie. Okay, it's like a movie. God, I never. I think we've talked about this on a past episode that that's such a hard genre to pull off. Were there were there um, like dramatizing, like making a f- film out of? A ba- like a Bohemian mm-hmm. Rhapsody mm-hmm. or like a Doors or a, 
you know, there was like Nowhere Man, like that Beatles one, right. which I've never seen or whatever. I feel like it I don't think never, anybody did. No. <laughs> It's yeah. never good. Right. They're never... I See, I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. It, it's like it, like I was just... I've said this a couple of times. It's as good as the band was, kind of. What, the Queen? Yeah. Like, we were saying, what are the great music biopics? There really aren't um, any. I'm certain we were talking kind about of like, Walk the Line's pretty good, I thought. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah, you know what? The ones that are about... Like Ray was almost, you know. Yeah, Ray was pretty good. Ray was good. So yeah, I, I guess like it's, if it's about one person, it's better than it is when it's about bands. Yeah, what's love got to do with it is really good. Yeah, the Lawrence Fishburne. Oh yeah, I yeah, never he's, saw he's that. Great. Oh my I, god, he's yeah, a good Ike Turner. Who plays yeah. Tina Turner? Angela Bassett. Oh right, that movie was actually pretty good. I mean, it's not great, but it's like solid. But yeah. no, you're right. Because I mean, I like Bohemian Rhapsody, but I get why people didn't like it. But like it, it, the way that it was filmed fit like Queen's style. Yeah, it just I don't know. And same with uh, the Motley Crue one. Like the guy that directed Jackass directed it. That's like perfect. Oh yeah, it shouldn't be like Scorsese, right? <laughs> you know, like he shouldn't be directing that movie. Uh-huh. The guy that did Jackass like totally should. Yeah. Totally. But I was saying, you know, who's the the genuine article who actually is. Has his music and I think is exactly the way he was off stage was Gigi Allen. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Gigi Allen, I think, was probably worse off stage than he was on stage. Yeah. Did they ever make a f- movie? There's, about a, doc- There's a documentary. Made a documentary. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. Hated. Where's that? It's on- you can watch and you can get it online. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I think it's on YouTube. Legendary stories about about that fucking guy. Oh, well, how did god. he die? Do you know? His suicide, suicide or, her- or heroin? Or heroin yeah. Okay, heroin suicide. But I mean, he was insane, dude. He was like, he was doing crazy shit. Yeah. But then he would be on like Sally Jesse Raphael. He's like, <laughs> man, I'm up, I'm up on stage, man. I'm fucking men. I'm fucking women. I'm fucking children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just did not give a fuck. No, he did not. He's he was great. His yeah. music's fucking awesome. I love bite it, you scum. I yeah, love that's that like song. Badass. Yeah. That's the most like. Like that's the best punk rock song ever. Yeah, bite it, you scum. Bite that's it. Fucking, that's what punk rock should be. I, I don't even know. I don't know this <laughs> dude. Dude, <laughs> this guy was so insane. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah. I know who he is, and I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen YouTube. It's uh, I. I. You, you don't. You don't throw on Gigi <laughs> Allen to get ready for your show. I was just gonna say. I. I would guess that I wouldn't be a fan of his music, but I'd be a fan of the man. Right. Which uh, we having that conversation recently that. A lot of times, like, I never liked this is completely different fucking direction musically, but, like, I was never a Wilco fan. I'm not, I mean, but I saw neither. that documentary. I lo- like that one, yeah. I saw that documentary mm. on them that's a really good documentary, yeah. and then I listened to them for two weeks, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, it almost took that documentary to get me into the music, mm-hmm. and then I don't think I've listened to them since, and it's just like No, they, uh, yeah, they, well, that is interesting you say that, because I always just thought Wilco was just this, like, nerdy whatever I guess band. They, uh, maybe I haven't really given it and, a and they, they kind of are. I mean, Jeff, Jeff Tweedy's just, like, a dude. He's sort of like Ryan Adams if Ryan Adams wasn't a fucking like, just like dick. Total ma- yeah, yeah. Right. he's just he's a your rocker guy. I mean, there's nothing like so original about him. Right, Jeff Tweedy. He's mm. just like there's nothing really that original about Ryan Adams. He just gets it done yeah, in yeah. a really good way. Well, we we actually got asked because um, we like take questions from the audience on the Kites of the Roundtable show. And ah. Somebody asked about Ryan Adams. If oh I had right, an, an yeah. Opinion on it. There's some beef there, right? Well, there is definitely with the Strokes uh, and yeah. Julian right. because there was a book that came out called. Uh, didn't we were talking uh, about me, me in, the in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. a great book. And around that time that it was coming out, there was just 
I don't know. There was just press and there was Twitter beef and there was just shit going on. Yeah, right. And um, apparently he was, you know, being mean to us, the voids, but specifically to Julian too, just teasing him about fucking bullshit or whatever. <laughs> and um, just because he was probably trying to capitalize on the moment of PR that yeah, whatever sure. yeah. he could get. Yeah. But I, I didn't really have much more to say than that because I didn't really follow. I didn't read about what he was being accused of or what the story was. I didn't really. There's certain stories that are important that are in the news that I know, you know, if he is guilty of doing whatever the fuck he's being accused of, then, you know, fuck him. And he seems kind of like, <laughs> he seems like a ski. He seems like you a know, fucking but, shithead. And not to even <laughs> just say that, but like the Jesse Smollett thing is like another thing that comes up in the news where it's like, what's your thoughts on that? You know, it's like, you know what? I know that that's a big story in the news right now. Don't care. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Well, the, I don't blame not you. to go into the whole Jussie Smollett thing, but like even with Ryan Adams, I was like, because musically there's a couple of tunes that he has that I was like, that I think are cool. They're great. Oh, I love yeah. Ryan Adams. There's music. that song on um, Cold Roses called because JP, who used to play with us during when uh, Julian had that solo album, mm-hmm. uh, was the guitar player on Cold Roses, and there's a song called Magnolia Mo- Mountain that's pretty much like a an, like a Grateful Dead kind of tune. Mm. You know, it's got that envelope filter kind of guitar solo and it's it's a beautiful song you would love it if you well, phil lesh like is obsessed with brian Adams. oh really he thinks he's like the best other musician. than that though i have no opinion of, i don't but i couldn't s- yeah <laughs> you love him no ryan adams jeff tweedy they just get it done they yeah. get that they get that ba- that good rock and roll yeah, like americana like americana yeah, kind of yeah. like rock and roll they just get it yeah. done right they, they could be they don't look they, the guy look they both look like they work at amoeba <laughs> you know what i mean but like they just get it done but wouldn't it be funny if Jeff Tweedy, like, that Wilco's, like, very, you know, chill music, but Jeff Tweedy backstage is, like, eating fucking, like, ants and, like, yeah. fucking, like a Satan um, worshiper? I like the guys who, like, you'd never expect to be fucking maniacs are, like, maniacs. Like who? Ryan Adams, because you listen to his music, it's like, oh, wow, this is beautiful music, and oh, it is, right. but then he's a fucking menace off stage. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah like, like uh, even, even James, James Taylor was beating his Oh, no, oh, oh, there's God, a good one, yeah, yeah. James Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Because James Taylor had a huge heroin problem. Yeah. He had right. serious mental problems. Elliot Smith, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't like violent, but he was. Uh... But if you saw Elliot Smith at a coffee shop in Echo Park, you'd be like, I bet that guy's got some issues. Yeah, right. <laughs> Didn't he <laughs> actually stab himself? Any... Yeah. Jesus. Well, that's that, that, so. It's God. been ruled, but he could have very well been murdered. There's oh, still yeah. There's always, there's always that with like a rock star. Especially these days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't um, let shit slide. If there's a. If there's just a. a just. Any opportunity to just sprinkle some conspiracy yeah. dust on something. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's true. Kind of, it's yeah. so true. But uh, who the fuck knows? I mean, you know. Yeah, you, Jim you know, Morrison, Kurt Cobain. The Cobain thing seems like there's a lot of people that think that that's, on a, that's a conspiracy. There's a great documentary about it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there is. Oh, yeah, yeah, with that so British guy. Yeah, He's great. Movies. But Hendrix, even Sam Cooke. Did you see the Sam oh, Cooke yeah. documentary? Yeah, I like that. I never knew there was like a conspiracy around his death. Yeah, because that made no sense at all that he did that he, the way it went down. It's like, wait, what? Did he you see this, that? Like, no, I want to. He's this like great guy, like this awesome dude, and then he just like murdered this woman, or what did he do? It's no. Well, he was drunk as fuck at a yeah. bar and was just showing the way that this documentary was telling it is that he just had a you know a wad of like ten thousand dollars in cash in his pocket and he's flaunting it around at the bar because oh, at wait, that point right, yeah. at that point he was 
top shit. Like he was, yeah, a, yeah. Um, he was like a huge star, but he was also really deep into the civil rights cause. Yeah, no, I mean, big he was time. buddies with uh, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, and the FBI was definitely keeping an eye on these yeah. guys. Anyway, so he's in L.A. and he's at a bar, just you know, flaunting this money around, and this hooker. Oh, that's right. Sort of sees him and starts flirting with him. They go back to this motel, and I think there was some. She coordinated with her man to maybe. I, I already forgot the story. Right, yeah. But I he was shot. He was shot yeah. in his fucking undies at some shitty hotel on Hollywood Boulevard or something. Or no, maybe it was like. Or, or, it's in down to like Compton, I think. Oh, maybe it was. It was. So he was always murdered. Always murdered. Always yeah. murdered. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the, the question is who? The motive, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is weird because he was like this great dude, but I mean, I guess you really never know anybody. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, um, yeah, you're walking around, flowing around $10,000. I, I think mean, that's this, all it was. I yeah, don't maybe. Think it, yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, now, we all will die... Uh, at some point, do you want to have a conspiracy surrounding your death or no? Do you want to go conspiracy or no conspiracy? I just, I, I'll go conspiracy. Yeah, because oh. then you really continue living yeah, forever. I mean. I'd like to go conspiracy. <laughs> well, you'll certainly get more longevity. Yeah, for sure. The pod, but, the podcast will get a lot more listens because oh, they're going to be listening for clues. Yeah, it's like what guest killed them? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. Combing. I, Ooh, what's that's a what's good, the best cool way idea. to go? You know. It's oh, interesting man. how many states. I'm going to go have... with natural at uh, number one <laughs> on that list. <laughs> Mauled by lions. Yeah. A uh, faulty seatbelt on a roller coaster. Well, no, like that's about the away. better question is what would what would what more horrific would you have? Like if you're going to have a horrific death, like what horrific death would you want? Here's the thing: pain. It, it's not as bad. He said this is great. Oh, it's a great line in uh, Pope Grant's Village before he gets to your, his thumb cut off. Oh, He's yeah. like, it never hurts as bad as you think it's going to. Yeah. Pain is only like all these torture yeah, but he was things. Getting like, his finger cut off. That no, but like, this is the thing. Yeah, torture, little... torture. Like a- after a few fucking things or whatever, you're just like you're bring it on. Yeah, yeah numb, your brain dude. is you're, you're just releasing like, so out. many chemicals. Yeah. Adrenaline is just you're, yeah. So I, it's tough. I mean, whatever the fastest is. Yeah, apparently no, I mean, from two in that. I don't two, know. Yeah, how, two between the eyes. I don't know how they know these things. Yeah, like exactly. Like they to be to die. On fire seems like that's gonna that take would, a minute. Gonna yeah, yeah mauled by lions would stab suck. That would suck. Apparently, a bear is the worst because they oh, they keep God. you alive. Oh, do they while really? They're killing you? Yeah. Oh shit. They want um, you to know that you scared their children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. This uh, is a warning to all other woods <laughs> recreators. And there's a certain way. I don't know why I know this, but this there's a certain way that, um, and I think it's the male bears because the moms. Are pretty much just they they don't want to destroy you like the males. Oh, okay. uh, uh, fuck, I'm not going to explain. The mom is just like, what, what are you going to do? The mom do is like usually that? just just get the fuck away from out. the kids. Okay, and um, she might pounce on you, and she might just sort of like you know keep you like just incapacitated and still, and then she's going to kind of leave. She's not going to try to like eat you. But the the husband's just going to be the, like, the, yeah, the male. What are you doing? The male bears yeah. are going to come are going to fucking destroy you. Oh god. They're going to tear your skin, they're going to break your bones, they're going to tear you to pieces. Oh, and fuck. think about how psychologically horrible that's because you're you're with this this animal, this creature that you're actually like you're going to have a con- connection with and they're not you can't be like dude, I'm sorry. They don't want to hear it. They don't understand <laughs> right. that. They're literally just like 
It's you and this bear. Yeah. Now, wait, can't you outrun a bear? Are they really that fast? They're that fast. Are they? For oh, sure. okay, they can run, it. I think, up to 35 miles an Jesus hour. Jesus. Yeah. And what are you supposed to do if they come? You're fucked. Bear they, spray. They, they, no, that doesn't even work. Really? If they're uh, really. No, more, yeah, they're uh, you know what was? A uh, gun. They would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those AK 47. Yeah, that now I'm starting to think, yeah, I want to get these gun laws. Alec Baldwin in the way that. Oh, no, it's Anthony Hopkins in, what is it, The Edge? Oh, yes. is that what he does? I love that okay. movie. No, he actually puts a spear through him. Oh, fuck. But, uh, yeah, he just impales him. What about a knife? <laughs> you, that, yeah, you won't stand a chance. Actually, you yeah, know? you, you might get won't. A, that makes sense. You might stab him once. Because it's going to go, you're going to stab him, he's going to go. He's going to come out even harder. Yeah, the movie, uh, the DiCaprio movie did a good job of, of, oh, yeah. of that, that one scene where he gets attacked. Uh, is pretty gruesome. Yeah, yeah that was a good scene. But we're, because like sometimes if you're in Colorado, you're like, we even, there's occasionally bears will come up, like our parents, but oh, they're yeah. just those little roller bears, mm. the little roly bears, little brown bears. What are we, what are we looking out for here? We're looking for big black, big grizzly like grizzly bears. bears right? Grizzlies, I think. And they, I, I remember hearing once upon a time that you actually, they'll do a, a, a fake charge Well, they'll run up on you and you're just supposed to stand completely still. Hmm. And if you're hiking on a trail, you should be making noise while you're going. Because they don't want to fuck with you. Yeah. Right. But if you startle them, oh, okay. they get freaked out. Got mm-hmm. it. So if you're even like jingling keys on a hike and you're in a forest somewhere, you want to be kind of – you want to let them know that you're there. Got right. it. Okay. And uh, that's Dude, I'm never going in the woods. Ever. I know. That's the thing. Like camp – I, I, I have no desire to go camping. Like none. The old camping days have worn down. I mean, I love it. I was just because I turned forty a week and a half ago, and I went uh, to Arizona. And, and oh granted, yeah, that's right. That's not the. Fo- I'm going up to Yosemite this weekend though, and I'm going to hike hike up to Yosemite Point. And that's still there's a bunch of there's people there, so mm-hmm. it's. I'm sure the bears stay away from those trails because they just know that it's flooding with tourists. Right, and there's rangers but, there like that are not strapped. really. Oh, not, no? no, I mean once you get up, it's a, like a twelve hour round trip oh, hike. Yeah, you know, they're not true. really like there. For I don't know I don't fucking know. No, I, my love, out- I love the woods but yeah no if you're in kind of the the northwest northwest mm. where it's like we're like Bigfoot country <laughs> yeah you know you that's scary as fuck yeah yeah no, I'm sure now would you rather get killed by a bear or a, a yeti a big oh, a yeti Scott, because at least squash. you can at least you can die being like he fucking does exist yeah like, thank God like, yeah. all right don't no, take me dude yeah. let's do this <laughs> yeah Bigfoot for sure you believe in Bigfoot. I mean, I love nothing more. I mean, there's a lot of things I love more, but, like, if Bigfoot was found, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It'd be like, fuck, there we go. Yeah. I know you would what be are the really popu- happy. What are the popular ones? There's the Loch Ness Monster. There's Bigfoot. Uh, like, what are some of the big, like, National Mothman? Enquirer? Mothman? Mothman? Oh, Bad Bad Boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The aliens that come down and, like, meet the president. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> The Inquirer had some good ones. Or was it the Weekly the World News? The Weekly World News is one that had like Bad Boy. Oh right, and it's just like and it'd be like President Carter meets with like Ellie, you know, like, like dude, who Rose who Garner. are the what level of journalism are you at? I mean, are, is are they t- is that like Mad Magazine writers? Yeah, like who's much. writing? Like you don't go to like Newhouse, do you? Like what, how do you get that? that, was that probably, gig? How, look how fun that job must have been. I bet that was for the Inquirer. Oh yeah. no, for the yeah. Weekly World News. Both of them, oh, yeah, though. Yeah, both. Yeah. Yeah. But probably fun Mad Magazine would have been. Best job but ever. W- yeah. What yeah, was the fun. audience for the Weekly World News? Was it just like comedy, or were people they were actually trying to sell those as real it was stories? T- it was conspiracy theory people. They were probably just like the ones that are all fucking that are everywhere now. Back in like the eighties and nineties, before the internet, were yeah. probably all about that. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're all over the news now. The Inquirer. 
Oh yeah, with that, that was a fascinating oh, for story sure. with the Bezos. Yeah, his the dick pics. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah. the most powerful, richest man in the history of the planet, the, and <laughs> can't even send a dick pic without getting. I think one yeah, of the he analyzes that. Dude. The, the New York Post had a good one in page six. It was the the Amazon package you don't want to have open. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Amazon slime. Yeah, you, you do not. The one Amazon package you do not need to see. Right. Are these pictures of Jeff Bezos's penis? <laughs> what was the Michael Jackson one that we talked? Oh, when dead. Michael Jackson died, the headline was just dead. Oh yeah, how are your thoughts on Michael Jackson now that that movie? Have you seen that movie? I uh, I watched some of it and Whew. I just couldn't. Uh, um, you know, I had my cousin sick. explain it to me. I actually watched the interviews with the guys, like on the the morning shows and everything. Mm. Um, I mean, my whole thing is mm. that I've had this opinion of michael jackson for the like it's not going to stop me from listening to his records right i've always thought he was a strange creepy dude (laughs) that's a genius a musical genius right Um, but i'm not going to go set these records on fire Mm -hmm. and i mean but at the same point anytime that i'm going to listen to thriller i'll it probably will be there in the back of my mind yeah the same way if a kevin spacey movie is Mm -hmm. on I'm not just going to just out of like this re- active rebellion for who, what he's done and everything. Be right, like, nope, right. got to change the channel. No, I can't do it. But I'll just be like, wow, this guy's a fucking. Well, when Human Australian. Nature comes on, I'm just kind of like, I go to the next one. Though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know he, if I got right, Human yeah. Nature. He, in Davidson me. had a good uh, line. He, he's like, people are like, how do you listen to R. Kelly? How could you possibly listen to? How do you listen to Michael Jackson after this? He's like. With headphones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I got. He's got some good fucking lines. That Pete Davidson. I don't particularly yeah. like him, but every now and again, he comes out with like a good zinger. Um, yeah. So, well, the other question was. So, I recently found a picture that an artist rendering of what Michael Jackson would look like if he hadn't had plastic surgery. Uh-huh. And he's just kind of this like. Yeah, that was weird. Weird kind of like guy <laughs> like. Black dude in a flannel shirt, just well, like raking. Leaves. Chris Rock's got the best bit about that, where he goes in one of his stand-ups. He's like, Michael. He's like, another kid, another fucking kid. He's like, I'm done with Michael. And then he goes, and it, and he's like, it ain't gonna be cute after a month once he goes to jail when that weave starts growing up. <laughs> yeah, and, really. you know, and he doesn't have all of his makeup people doing it. So oh there's the picture God, I found. Wow. Now, would you rather, if you were a kid, would you rather get uh, molested by that oh or by God. Alien Jackson? Alien I'd rather get molested by Alien Jackson. Same with like Bigfoot, yeah. Because yeah. so Alien Jackson, he's kind of like feminine, and it's yeah. just like so weird. That would be the... the, the, the that real... would feel like dirtier, yeah. actually. Yeah, that's... that's... He, looks, he looks like one of the uh, the trilams at the end of Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> yeah, I know. He looks like... like yeah, he yeah, totally uh, does. What's his name? Uh, uh, starts with an L. Something... He does look like somebody, not Michael Jackson, but he does look like somebody <laughs> yeah, else, actually. I'm trying actually. to place it, too, actually. <clears throat> Anyways. Yeah, I would just that not... That pretty right, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, totally. totally. Isn't That's it a... amazing the people that make that? <laughs> However, here's the thing is, like, I get the first few procedures he had, because, like, the thriller procedures, even the bad procedures, because he looks more like a rock star. I don't know if I want to see that dude dancing up on stage, like, doing all, like, the moonwalk and stuff. No. I mean, he was right to do, as a career move, he was right to get some of that surgery done, because it made him look more like a rock star. Dude, I mean, kind I'm of sure like, Mick Jagger's getting, like, injections. He's getting heart he's surgery. Getting heart oh, surgery. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. But, you, you know, know, a lot of these old-timers, they want to still... You've got to find the right way to, like, be as old as you are and put out music that feels appropriate well, th- that's for where you are. Th- that's the thing. Life. Like, a guy like Bob Seger, he can get away from just looking like a, a truck <laughs> driver, you know, because he yeah. makes just kind of, like, down-home yeah. shit. But, like, the MJ, like, 
and like doing like the moonwalk and stuff. I don't want to see the the tri lamb at the end of Revenge. Of the Nerds. I mean, I would, but, well, but he's not. That doesn't look. He doesn't look like a rock star. And I mean, there is some degree of physicality that comes with like that kind of. That's true. That's different for him. Whether it's like you know Paul McCartney for you, know, you could tell he colors his hair. Oh or, yeah, and he's definitely probably. I'm not saying definitely. It seems like he's getting bo- like oh, bo- he oh, absolutely yeah. is and. Um, and you know, but like if he really just let everything go natural, he's an old man. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah. I know. And um, I kind of wish he did that. But he's not up there singing and dancing. It's different for a lot of these R and B people that do the whole package. Mm-hmm. That just puts that's a different demand on your body. I mean, Paul McCartney. It's still he's trying to hit the high notes and like live and let die and all of these kinds of songs. And you can hear what a struggle it is for him right, to right. do it. Elton John. I remember when I saw him live. It's the same thing. He can't hit those big notes. Neither can David Lee Roth. Yeah, no. He, we saw Van yeah, Halen, and it was sick, but he, he had to, like, talk the lyrics. Yeah. It was that bad. Yeah. When, did, when was that? Oh, like five years ago. Okay. Yeah, it was a minute ago. That was a second ago. But we were talking about, like, artists that you, you hear their music, and then you wonder, like, what they're like off stage When you hear Michael Jackson <clears throat> music, and then you hear the, he molested. It's like, yeah, you know, kind of makes well, sense. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> to me, it wasn't a big shocker. It's just... yeah. The way that the story was told in the documentary just seemed... They really get into the manipulation and how yeah, they, were, he, he they can, were psychologically kind of manipulating the parents mm-hmm. and yeah. the way he ingratiated himself into the families. And there was the, this earned sort of trust. And there was this devious kind of darkness to it. Yeah. That's the more sinister yeah. bullshit to it. It's a long con. I mean, the sex part's totally fucked up, too. <laughs> oh, no, I thought that was fine. <laughs> yeah. If you notice, you notice the mothers. He he picks these kind of absentee fathers yeah. with the moms that are just kind of ding dongs. Right. He knows exactly who to the target. The calculated nature to it is weird. The creepiest thing to me, aside from like what those rooms look like, like the, all the locks on the door, oh. and like his elaborate plans for if someone came in the room, were that he, the way he was traipsing around the country and the world with these kids. He was basically he was having dating these kids in plain sight. It's like what yeah, Trump really. does. Yeah. So it's like they. <laughs> can't nail him for anything because he's it's he's doing he's committing crimes publicly right yeah right so right. it's like there's no conspiracy right it's like that's what michael was doing too it's like oh he's not fucking these kids look right at, he's look at how nice they are together while they're gallivanting yeah. around the world and it's right in front of your eyes he, and it's and a it, it's a full-on romance yeah yeah no like, uh, that's what is really creepy totally yeah, it's kind of it's same with like Joe Biden. All this stuff that's coming out with him, and then all they have all these videos and pictures of evidence. He's just doing it like during these speeches. He's like smelling a woman's hair. Oh, Biden's yeah, they're it's coming like down on him pretty are, hard. Yeah. Just as he's about to like announce, and I think people are like, I can't tell. On the, I can't uh, tell if it's better that he has or he hasn't now that these things are surfacing. Because now he could probably just live a quiet kind of. You know, for this to come out, all this shit is calculated. For them to drop this now, it's either to because. This is me being conspiracy minded. <laughs> that they're going to put it out now because they think he poses a threat. Oh, as, he definitely totally does. You say that I don't know. I don't know what kind of energy he would really generate. You know, the old reliable politician. Because you know, you would, it's obvious to think that that's what the country wants now because they've got a, a know nothing imbecile in, in the White <laughs> House. So it's like we want a trusted guy that's been in the game for yeah, a totally. while, and where there's some sort of. I don't know, just that. Here's what's really scary. Or if you go with just the natural energy of, of like, last time it was Bernie. Nobody would have thought it would have been fucking old Jewish Bernie Sanders. Yeah, totally. But he had the youth vote. He had everybody was behind him. Right. 
It's the same with Barack. You know, these things have a tendency to work themselves out. No, it's and you've true. just got to ride that flow. There's an authenticity to it. And if you just pick like a Hillary Clinton, people just know it's like, man, I'm not excited about this fucking Yeah, person, it's just but. like the old fucking just, uh, here we go. It's the new but it's the old gonna, face we've seen. The, the Republicans are going to win big because, see, they can tarnish these Dems. Like uh, Joe Biden smelling... A girl's hair, like you already got Trump on grabbing by the pussy. You already got him fucking porn stars while he's married. You, <laughs> you, you can't use the collusion with Russia anymore. Like you've already no, like, well, you, you might. That already, hasn't that hasn't worked itself. You've out. already used utilized all the dirt right. you you can to try and get this guy impeached. That mm-hmm. they're going to end up losing because well, the Democrats or Republicans, the Democrats, yeah. because in, unless they come up, it's like so if Biden goes because uh, uh, Biden what he kissed that girl's head or something he kissed her head and he was he's like whispering in this woman's ear he's like sniffing these this woman's hair and it's just like weird it's not like it's not like inappropriate but like i mean for these women i think it is but it's not not like saying he's gonna grab them by the but like if biden says something like at least i don't grab him by the pussy Uh, yeah well imagine if it just got to that no because then you're just like this guy's a fucking psycho it's it's a bad look. Yeah, it's why those Democrats they made a video when they won the House, and it's like we're gonna go to D.C. and we're gonna impeach the motherfucker. You just you just sound insane. Yeah, I don't you know. Gotta I, keep it's it's stupid to say. But then if you is, keep but then if you keep it like formal and like you've got to have a posi- the, you've got to have a positive message. You've got to talk about helping people, and it can't just be that he's a piece of shit and vote for me. But then if you you're know, if you're sounds, too happy, because Trump's just going to fucking keep a to going after you. Also, you. yeah, you need those debates. You need you, somebody that's going to be able. Like I, I like Elizabeth Warren, but I can't see her going toe to toe in a debate with Trump. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. You I actually know. really like the 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 gay guy. Oh, Buttigieg. I like that dude. Yeah, he's. I like him too. Uh, he. I. That, I don't think it'll ever happen. Just because. I mean, well, he's young. It, and it I mean, should even, happen. Even if this like, is his gateway to the national stage. Oh, I mean, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean he's which one? Which one do you like? (laughs) He's just like got it together. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Back up. (laughs) Which candidate do you like? (laughs) Just kidding. That was just the. But yeah, no, I, I don't just, know. He's it's like gonna be he's the only gonna, one that's just like got it together. It's he's gonna not be like interesting though. Lunatic. We haven't heard the end of this the Mueller report. You know, this still might go down a lot like the way that the Nixon tapes did. If they can subpoena these the report to come out unredacted. Right, right. And it comes out, there's gonna be a bunch of bunch of stuff and it seems like the, the people uh, conservatives they want it to be released in its entirety too yeah so, they, they want those highlighted parts <laughs> oh yeah they i it's what i was like that when they release the documents and it's all just like blocked out i'm like what the fuck yeah, dude i know right yeah well, this isn't released the document <laughs> no you just showed me black line black line you just black like line, black you line. just gave me more blue balls <laughs> yeah That's like so here true. we're releasing look how good this would be if you could actually see it but you can't yeah but we showed you because when, you when it, it came out and there was like no collusion i was like oh well i guess you know there it goes but then the democrats are like no we want to see the full report i'm just like let it go there was no collusion but now i'm like thinking no there's definitely highlighted parts and out. it's all right. the obstruction of justice stuff i mean there's plenty of other shady things that that they know that happened yeah totally and i mean it's just no surprise that it's his hand-picked attorney general who was (laughs) on the record saying that a president can't be indicted for obstruction of justice of course it's like oh yeah i want to hire that guy how convenient general yeah you know and then he summarizes in four you know in 48 hours four pages (laughs) to give to people after a a two-year investigation thinking that everybody's going to be like oh cool all right thank you wow no you know yeah you don't think he got that thing and he was like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) hey get me 
uh, some coffee and a marker. And of course, yeah. now he, he's, he's had to come out and, and say, like, a, I, I need a do over. Like, everything that right. he's been saying lately is because now it's not going to look good on him if it comes out yeah. the full report. And it's like, whoa, why did you. Say no <laughs> Talk about what did you do with Get your weekend? Get me some yeah. coffee Holy and a marker. <laughs> Dude, like, well, what are your weekend plans? I just got the most important document in the history of the United States. Yeah. I got to read. It's going to go look it out back. Oh, <laughs> man. man. We got overboard. What on else tonight. is going on? Yeah, with I commercials. Uh, wow, this is like uh, I remember that actor, the guy on the left, the fat, the fat guy. I thought that was uh, the dude from Eastbound and Down, but um, Kenny Powers. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. God, it kind of looks like he him. was kind of like the poor man's Norm from Cheers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah really for sure. So now this movie's crazy because they basically kidnap this woman with amnesia, yeah, and convince her that they're his family. And is he fucking her? No, I don't think he is actually. Okay, so they. Were I, like, I actually right. don't think he. I don't think he'll take it that far. I think he like knows what he's doing. So, but, but which makes it even sicker because he's just no, basically he just, like. And he says when he's going to work, he's like, "I got a great slave." Yeah, because he's trying to fuck her over because she's a total bitch to him at right. the beginning of the movie and like pushes him over the board, doesn't pay him for the job he did. Got it. Like she's a huge bitch. So mm-hmm. yeah, he like takes advantage of her, but by kidnapping it's, her. It's a dark premise. Yeah, <laughs> it is. No, it's a sure. dark premise that just worked back then because people just would like they were like, oh, it's so cute. I want Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Because how can you? How can were you? Were they married Kurt at Russell? this point, or do they do they start hooking up? I think this is where probably where they met. Oh wait, but, but they just remade this. They did like a Mexican version. They did, yeah. Back but there. like, how can you look at that? Like the jeans, the 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 tan blazer, with the like haircut, the, the flannel shirt under, yeah. Yeah, like that look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> weird. It's it's really comfortable. The most comfortable way to dress is to like have a shirt tucked into jeans with like a nice belt and some boots. But you really do look like a redneck. <laughs> it's really comfortable. What's like, wrong with feel, that? You feel like together. Like you you feel like really like well yeah. put together. But, like I always just in like with the blazer. I always just like look like I'm like great. I look like Jeff Foxworthy. It's weird. Yeah. No, no. Just honestly, <laughs> it's, going it's about so comfortable. Going about right. your day with a, a tucked in shirt. Yeah. Gives you a completely different. Dude, energy it's that great. Day. I know. Yeah. There's you're, been you're, times where I want to start tucking like my t-shirts into my jeans. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you feel great. You feel a little bit more put together. I you have do. to say because you know I, I pretty much just I'm like a sweatshirt and jeans and now like some New Balance sneakers. I mean I'm like I'm a basic dad now without the kids. But I, I did this. I would experiment sometimes, and I just like go run my errands with like an Oxford shirt tucked into like slacks and a belt, dude. Everybody, everybody treats you differently. Yeah, yeah. you get a lot it's more so, done too, dude. You, it's so, it's That's so. True. But the pro, the the problem is, is uh, if I wear loafers, it like. I walk two blocks and like my lower back starts to. Oh hurt. yeah, that's not. I'm like fuck, man. And I wear like a flannel shirt tucked into that with the cowboy boots. I re- I feel like uh, fucking Bill Engvall. Yeah, <laughs> you wearing yeah. cowboy boots when you're running around town and. No, but if we, if we have a meeting, I put my cowboy boots on. Oh, if really? I go on a date, I would wear cowboy boots. No like kidding. I, if I go to a Void's show, I wear cowboy boots. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen you in a pair of cowboy yeah. boots. Is that? You need to go get them. Yeah, uh, we were doing that thing from Starsborn where he takes the boot and. I didn't see that the, either. The pill. Yeah. I watched the Lady Gaga documentary today. Okay, yeah, those are nice. My, my dad had a pair, and I was, like, I like I was these. looking for a shoe that was, like, part, like, dress shoe, part, like, you can fucking wear anywhere. Right. Cowboy boots. Yeah, I mean, those yeah. aren't too far off than, like, my Timberlands, right? You know, no, I, those are great shoes. Like, I thought you were going to have a pair. Like, those aren't, like, some shit kickers. You oh, know, no, no, no. Like, I can't pull, I'm not rugged enough. <laughs> <for shit kickers>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, what about Lady Gaga? I, this documentary on her, I don't understand what, I mean, I guess she just wanted to, like, give an intimate portrait of her life. But in the beginning, she's like, 
I lost my three like best boyfriends. Like I lost like so I like I sell ten million million records and I lose my first love. I sell thirty million lo- records. I lose my second love. I like get this movie. I like lo- lose the love of my life. And I don't know if that's like a thesis statement or she's trying to prove throughout this movie. But like hmm. basically, I don't know if she can watch it like objectively. But like anybody watching is going to be like, I completely understand why no guy wants to date you. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, you just like you're like, why can't I have? Why can't I just have love? Why can't I just? I have love, the love of millions of people, but then I go home alone. It's like go watch, go home alone tonight and watch a documentary <laughs> that you just made. Because yeah, I mean, she's, she's, she's. I don't even know if she's sweet because, like, even when she goes to see her grandmother, it's oh, so yeah. like it's, it's typical narcissism yeah. shit where everybody in her life is just a puppet for her image thing. So mm. when she goes and sees like Gam Gam, it's like cameras on. She's yeah. like grandma, and then she's like, "You want to hear my new song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hear, I remember yeah. seeing that. And it's just like you're also you're, your, your name's Lady Gaga, like for fuck. Like, no, and then on. like she's doing an interview. She just take. I mean, she she just. It's not even. It's a lot to date. I mean, she just seems like a. I mean, I wouldn't say horrible person. She doesn't seem like a horrible person. I just wouldn't want it. Like, I don't. I, guys would maybe be like, "Yo, bro, I fucked the guy I got last night, dude." Like, no, her I, fucking mansion's sick. But like being up there, you you start to turn into. It's like. um uh, Michael, you're you're one. Of, you're almost like a slave kind of. You're in the, her like. What do you mean well, sure. being up where? In her life? In her, in her house, like, in mansion in oh. Malibu, you know? Like. But I'm sure guys get up there and know it. It's like you just, it, it's probably like, this is fucking, I can't. Lonely. Actually, I thought she bought creepy. Zappa's old house. That might be like her new vibes since she, she was in bought the Star that. No, I, And I remember there was a, uh, I think I heard that on when she was on Howard Stern. Well, part, part and of it's her. the Zappa house, by the way, that, uh, you know, that great documentary on YouTube from like the early 70s. It's like a Danish I've heard about it. I've never, I've never seen it. Hmm. You ever seen it? It's from like 71 or 72. Oh, check that out. I think it's like some uh, director from Copenhagen or something because a lot of the, it's all the subtitles. Are, it's amazing, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I'll watch, watch that tonight. It. But it's that house and you really see like, you know. It's that wood one with the pool yeah. and the in big Laurel window. Canyon yeah, or yeah. Malibu? It's in Laurel Canyon. Oh, okay. So the. the famous, her, famous studio. You know, uh, there's a Frank Zappa documentary. That Bill from Bill and Ted is making Alex Winter, he's making a Frank Zappa documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's awesome. And then one had just recently come out. I love Zappa's music, but once I start watching interviews with him, I'm I'm like I don't love this dude. And he was a real weird. See, he, he's just kind of a dick. I'm okay. like I'm weirdly like the opposite. Yeah, actually. you like him, I don't, not the music. I I like. I like certain parts of the music. It's hard for me to get through a full Zappa album, mm-hmm. but there's songs that I love, love, oh, love. Oh, yeah. Um, but I've seen every single YouTube interview that he has, probably multiple times, every single one. And that, that fascinates you more. Yeah, I think he's... I'm, I love people that are, like, have been so consistent throughout their whole career, in, in, especially in show business, where there was never that phase of, like... Like they always just threw cut like Jerry's like that. Whenever I watch Garcia interviews, whether it was one from the '60s all the way to like the late '80s, I'm like, wow, he's saying he has the same f- just like vibe and demeanor vibe and, and philosophy yeah. and ideology, and he's saying this. And in Zappa, I also like when uh, musicians are. And Steve Miller is like this too. Also, an underrated guy. Who oh yeah. Interviews. Where they are, they were they understood the business. They can they talk about the money. You know, because they're outsiders, kind of. Mm-hmm. They got into Steve Miller came in differently than Zappa. Zappa and Jer- and a guy like Jerry Garcia, like 
they were always on the fringe yeah, of yeah. popular culture, if you even want to call them as being a part of popular. They were popular. Mm. They got in there, but they did it um, completely their own fucking way. And that those people always fascinate me. The true renegades. Like right, that. right. Steve Miller's and one it, of those guys, like, he's got, like, ten number one hits. I couldn't tell you in a police sketch what that guy <laughs> looks like. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I couldn't either. Yeah, uh, but, he's, but he's like a Jimmy Page or a Hendrix that paid his dues and played with everybody. I think he played with, like, Les Paul for years. I'm sure. You know, he came up playing with... All of the big guns. Like yeah, because that's him playing those riffs on like... Dun, 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 um, yeah, that's him, right? Yeah. On which? On... Um, oh, on, on his songs? Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. From that's, yeah, Jet Airliner and stuff. Right, okay. Oh, no, he's... What would you call his music? It's like... I feel like it's like Southern rock? It's like the epitome of just like classic rock. I mean, I think there's no more like the epitome of classic rock than Steve Miller. But is it like Southern rock? Yeah, good question. What is it? Um... Because it's, it's, it's got synths, it's got synths, and yeah, it's got like right. an ethereal. I go jet airliner, tunnel jungle love. Mm. It's driving me around. Hmm. It's me yeah, that's a good money and run. Fly like an eagle. I fucking love. And I he's love a, the he's American. Like, he's not from. He's American. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, Steve yeah. Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Underrated. I know. Hey, like, you know he, people, he he won me. He won my heart over. I mean, I love his music, but uh, the Black Keys were inducting him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he was kind of like a dick to them. Apparently, he didn't know who they were or something. And the guy went home. He's like, I couldn't like sleep that night because Steve Miller was like mean to me. It's like, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? I know. Like, what? Get get over it. He, he's Steve. It's like Steve he's Miller. Steve Miller. Here's you're the, the black thing. keys. He doesn't know who the fuck he. <laughs> da, 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 like, da, da, da. He doesn't give a fuck who you are. Get uh, over you. Like, well, I really just that, don't. Like that's kind of the zone. dumb thing with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in general. I mean, just award shows in general, but specifically Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Whenever there's this like reverence for. It's just anything. It's so it's so eye rolling. Like that oh, Rock yeah, and Roll Hall of Fame. It, fame is painful to watch if you it is yeah i've seen all of them it's just so it's too much dick riding it is exactly. and that's what the i hate rock about and roll it. hall of dick riding yeah, yeah. it's, it's they just all they do is dick riding. riding i hate dick riding i, yeah. I, I do not it like it badge. it's so awful i they they, they jock these guys so hard it's i know it's like dude that, they're musicians you're musicians their shit's the way, awesome was, there was that big viral video like yesterday i think um when The Cure was being... Did you see yeah. that going around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of incredible. <laughs> and uh, Robert Smith? That's his name. Yeah. Yeah, he's... There was like a red carpet thing, and there was like the, the girl that's, you know, exuberant on the red carpet, <laughs> and she's just like, oh my God, you know, she's like, I'm so excited to meet you and everything. And she's like, are you excited that you're here? You know, and she's got this shrill just mm-hmm. voice. <laughs> and he's like... He's like, uh, yeah, what did he end up saying? It's like, not as much as you are. Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah. are you excited? He's like, by the sound of it, not as much as you are. <laughs> He's, I love the cure. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, are yeah, great. Yeah. And was he, was he a big alcoholic? He was a big he alcoholic, must, I, mean, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. He looks like he could have been, yeah. Yeah. They're he's, really cool. They're, they're cool. awesome. They're cool. But he's if got an go interesting back to thing. Early cure too, oh, or, dude! Because so in the eighties, awesome. he had like the the big hair and like the, the, the really white, white face. face. But now he still pushes that as like an older guy. Like we were saying, like Paul McCartney, like has injections. I don't think Robert. Smith. No, he looks like <laughs> shit. Yeah. He looks. He looks like a dude named Robert Smith. He already <laughs> looked weird and kind of like shit in the eighties. Now he looks like terrible, but he's still the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's been um, so the the thing about Gaga is she's a big uh, well no you don't need to apologize (laughs) but uh, it's uh, it's all about her like wanting to be more real but it it is also rate as she's getting the part in um, it's not Slumdog Millionaire what was the movie she was in Born Star Star, uh, Born Star uh, yeah Star Star, Star Star Wars Wars. (laughs) Star Wars yeah. (laughs) 
yeah. And and, uh, she, and, she, and and now she's like more real. So of course now that she's been in a Star Is Born, she's gonna move into Zappa's house. Give me a break. Well, she oh, yeah. moved, and that was a, that was a few years. Fucking ago. loser. <laughs> yeah, I um, I what am I gonna say? No, I've never I've never been a fan. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I really have it either. Yeah. Her, uh, but when you're not, you watch if you want to be even less of a fan. Watch this movie. It just doesn't paint a. I don't know why she would have done this. I guess it's like I want to expose the real me. But, like, I don't know if anybody really wanted to know who you were. Well, I think, you know, she actually had a cause, and that gained her lots of love in her, like, fandom and stuff. Mm. Um, But, I mean, there's a couple of... There was one Madonna song that is a fucking jack of all times. Like that, she completely stole. I can't. I think she might have even been sued. I can't. Uh, No, Madonna. She addresses that because Madonna went after her hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, But. yeah, I don't know. I was just but like, Madonna whoa. never did any of that shit. Madonna was just a fucking like, was, like was awesome and just she a was, savage. She was and awesome like, and she just kind of like she, she was definitely like sexuality. a bitch. I'm sure, but didn't like apologize for it. She was just kind of the shit. Totally, mm-hmm. I love Madonna. I do too. Uh, also, if you want to uh, uh, camp, good boy, um, <laughs> YouTube clips of the week. Watch har- the har- the compilation of Harmony Corinne's interviews on David Letterman. I watched them. Yeah, oh wow! So I, I was suggesting them, and I watched. I them. guess there's one on like cr- he's on the crack and heroin. Whoa! And uh, other ones he's just like young and just being a weirdo. But then I well, I mean, you wa- go watch the clip. But then finally, Letterman kicked him off forever. No, well, he shoved Meryl Street. Yeah. Oh, but, but, whoa. But, but he. Uh, but uh, Letterman says that that wasn't what happened. That what ha- he might have done that, but why Letterman kicked him out was he went to Meryl Streep's um, dressing room and she wasn't in there and Harmony Corinne was going through her purse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That seemed like, I thought he, that was the James Franco. Yeah, we were right. About. I thought, the, I thought Letterman was joking when it he may was be, saying that. Maybe. But, he uh, might have pushed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, when was this? Like the late 90s? Yeah, it was when kids he was of gummo. Kids, oh, so he was hot kids. off a of gummo. No, yeah. it was. It was Letterman like makes two. fun of it too. Like yeah. he's like, it was kids gummo, and then whatever like his other movie was. But uh, it was cool when he was on after kids because he's just a kid. Yeah, and and they're like, he's like, so you got the screenplay, you write the screenplay for kids. How do you, how does that turn into a movie? He's like. I'm not sure. That's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> that just shows goes to show you how like uh, like underground the early Letterman show was. Yeah, it was. Well, no, this was because he had like Harvey P. Carr on. No, yeah. no, no, no. This was. I think he was uh, on CBS already. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but for, when ki- for kids, the, oh, you might be right oh, because wow. when okay. he switched over to CBS, we were we y- still young kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess that was like the early '90s. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but his, his show on NBC was like super fucking. He weird. would have yeah, more totally. alternative. Yeah, right. Like Hunter S. Thompson was always on. I watched. And Garcia and Weir. Yeah. Totally. There was a few. They were yeah. on, They were on. I think, four or five times. They were on a lot, yeah. He was like the hip late night guy. Yeah. And then was. he just kind of turned into like a cranky grouch. <laughs> Which yeah. I still like, yeah. you know. And did you watch his show on Netflix? I did. Um, I mean, we were a Letterman house growing. I, I remember watching the fucking Tonight Show. But like my fam- I feel like a lot of families were either like Leno or Letterman. That's yeah, what the right. parents watched. And with my parents always watched Dave Letterman. Um, so I've always loved Dave. I like the guys, the talk show guys that like sit back and don't give a shit and cross their legs and can just kind of have a real thing. Mm-hmm. Leno's too. It's like Jimmy Fallon's great, but it's like there's too much Stick. of. Too, well, yeah, Leno is. Sticky. I think he's because he's. I mean, I feel like he. I think of him more of as a stand-up comedian than Letterman, even right. though Letterman was a comedian. I think Leno's coming at that from like he's got to always be telling jokes. Yeah. And um, but anyway, so the Netflix show with Letterman, like I like it, but. 
I think that he, it, it annoys me a little that he seems sort of ashamed and embarrassed about his past. Like, hmm. he's got this vibe about him now that he's not proud of, like, anything, you know? Letterman? Uh, yeah, he's a little boring. Well, he's got that beard now. <laughs> like, and I love Dave Letterman. There's just something about that show. Maybe that show, because the setup is kind of boring. Well, the rapport yeah. is, he, that's what I'm saying. It's like his interviews where he had, there was such a, like Jimmy Kimmel, I love. Because mm. there's a flow and there's a dynamic to the interviews and the conversations that I think Letterman actually had. So even if it was awkward, like the Harmony Corinne thing or Madonna or whatever, you were watching like a real conversation. Right. And I think the Netflix show, just speaking of like when reverence just gets nauseating you know he has these guests on that are doing this great philanthropic oh yeah yeah altruistic like crazy you know and he's he's just you could tell he i don't know you know what's missing paul schaefer just a sense of of humor (laughs) about it like there's no humor to those shows whether it's with obama or clooney or anything yeah yeah they're really serious and it's it's a kind of a dick ride they're uptight yeah yeah. No, you need Paul Schaefer up there on the keys. Yeah. I, like, like, I, I used to tape. I used to set the VCR for Letterman and watch it in the morning yeah, before school. I remember that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember that. Because uh, it was a, I would make getting up in the morning more fun. Like, I'd get my Cheerios and watch the I love that. Late night show. Yeah. Yeah. But also, as, as a kid, the guy's name is David Letterman. Like, that's the fucking yeah. coolest name ever. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I want to watch that? Yeah. You know, because I saw a thing. Uh, there was a meme that it had when our phones had wires. We had our lives back like we had hmm. lives you know you've like lost your life to the, oh, to yeah, the yeah, cell phone yeah. and everything was, and it was the thing like I learned about the world from watching D- David Letterman because that's how else you got information you know right. I mean I didn't grow up you grew up in Chicago we grew up in kind yeah, of the yeah. upstate New York in the boonies to some extent it was a small town and uh, how you'd find out about the world was through like his opening monologue MTV yeah. News and MTV yeah the opening News. monologue yeah, yeah. I kind of missed that, that you'd oh, have to like yeah. dig through it. It's not like we, how we started the show, how now media basically is like turned us into these fucking like stress robots, yeah. you know? And you we used love to it. just live like your you're life. Saying, like we, you love that like negativity. You love that. Well, your pain, uh, uh, Eckhart Tolle, Eckhart Tolle would say that's not you. It's your pain body. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a different thing. I'm saying like the way that, you know, we're obsessed with reading about, all of the horrible things that are happening in the world. This is what engages people to like continue watching the news. I think it's a different, you know, unhealthy side of us that checks in with our Instagram and our social media all the time. That's the narcissism side. I think it's not, that's like anxious and anxiety corner of the brain and not just kind of like whatever like release we're getting by, I don't know, just hearing about bad news all the time. But then I guess we also strive for some balance because we're also obsessed with, like, our favorite songs, our favorite shows, like, our dogs, cats, whatever. Yeah, no, it's not that there's, like, that... that it's all bad. Yeah, no, the, 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 I think it's... The negativity bias, I think, is what, the, like, the term is. It's not just that we want to be miserable yeah, yeah. all the time. It's just that the way... The, the theory is is that it's just... It's just more sort of all-encompassing. It's a rush, yeah. For, yeah. Um, so it would make a lot of sense, but then he also goes, this is Pinker, by the way, this is, I'm stealing this from him cause I learned this from a, but, uh, that cause, and then I, weirdly, I went back to that interview because I was listening to something, a quick tangent about the shooting in New Zealand mm. because there was this, uh, there basically that whole thing was live streaming that shooting. Oh yeah. That, which and is, that's dark. It was, that was the first thing like that, that was created by and for the internet mm-hmm. and people were going to it, watching it, watching it, watching it. And they, people were trying to 
pull it off the internet, you know? Yeah, right. But people would keep reposting it, reposting it, and not just on these fucking dark, ugly, horrible blogs that are espousing all of this, you know, white... They're posting it everywhere. Everywhere. Mm. And people want to see see it, and it's a twisted side of humanity, and just like... Uh, you know, it's weird because when there's a school shooting or a mass shooting, I'm always, I'm always like, I get the first wave, and then I'm like, I don't really want to listen to that story anymore. It's sad as fuck. You know, it wasn't the DC sniper. That was no. like, this is fucking. I, like, I, it was like fuck, a mystery, incredible, like yeah. the coolest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, because I, yeah, I remember that too. It would like, and then it, like he hit again, and you're like, are yeah. they gonna get they him? Like it was, uh, they, it was like really weeks. exciting. It, it, it was fucked up. I think like 21 it, people died. I oh mean, no, it, it was super sad. But you were like, holy shit! Like he struck again. Like wow. Yeah. And he shot somebody like uh, I don't know 500 yards away from where I was one time. Oh, wow. his last yeah. shooting. And yeah, that's right. You were down there. I was at there. my cousin's place in Richmond, and there was a Ponderosa, and there was like breaking news, and we were like, "Wait, that's like two miles away from here." Yeah, and that then was, our, our, one victim. got shot right by our grandmother's house. Oh yeah, yep. um, tried to make it witchy too. <laughs> and remember Sheriff Moose? Oh. <laughs> yeah. He was the. It was like the local. He was that like big bad black guy, yeah. uh, <laughs> sheriff. He was like in charge of yeah. the investigation. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, Sheriff Moose. It was just there was there was a certain excitement to that. Like, there's nothing exciting about a fucking school shooting, but there was something to the DC sniper that was just like, ooh, well, he's starting. Well, the, a school oh, shooting happens in the blink of an eye. This was yeah. going on like over weeks. Yeah, so no. Was, totally. like, Did you see Vox Lux? No. It's the Natalie Portman movie. Mm-mm. She plays a pop star, but it starts with. I, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but you should watch it. It's but it starts. She's a victim of a school shooting, who writes a. Uh, song to play at the um, candlelight vigil and it goes viral, so she turns into a pop star. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Any good other good movies? We saw some kick-ass kung fu. Oh man. yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you? Oh, with were, the you new Beverly? were you out of town or something? Um, no, I don't think well, so. I, well, I, I, I've been going oh, up. Right. I usually go. Yeah, up, I usually I go by myself up to the New Beverly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I just hit you up like on the way. What was the sh- movie? It was, um, what was the name of it again? Uh, the Soul Brothers of Kung Fu. Yeah. Oh, it's a cool title. That's Tarantino. That's probably like his favorite movie. Yeah, but you think these Kung Fu movies are going to be stupid and they're actually cool as fuck. Oh, I'm oh, sure they man. are. Man, it was like, it really, it, it wore on me for a couple of days. I Wait, was what year was it from? Early 70s, maybe? Yeah, and the guy, one of the, it's a, this black maybe Kung Fu 70s. kid. He was like in a bunch of Kung Fu. He was like, it was crazy. He was there. Yeah, he's got a martial arts like program here in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah, and oh. all of these people that are not only like into kung fu movies, but actually like do. It was a whole scene of you know people that were like into it that were there. Oh, cool! So like during all the action fight sequences, the mo- the theater was hype. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, oh yeah, because I I realized like what kung fu movies are all about is like they they like. Uh, get progressively more intense. And then when there's the final big fights, it's how they do the kills, like more original ways. So when you finally, like, the boot, and then when you get that kill shot, it's like, dun-dun! And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! That's not like the crane and karate kid. But that's where he stole it. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, it is kind of. It's like that, they climax, and it's like, when you get that, the kill shot, it's like the gong. Yeah, like in Kill Bill. That's you just see. The cool thing is, is you see... And like cool, badass music. Music oh, plays. The, the music yeah. is great. All the overdubbing, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, that's just always like, fun. You know, um, it was this guy, Bruce Lai, who was a Bruce Lee impersonator. <laughs> oh, wow, so his name great. is actually spelled B- Bruce L-I with like, a, you know, an oh, accent. Yeah. 
And I was like, what are we going? It was this like how they spell believe? Like, and, and then, like, <laughs> That's I what I what thought. Yeah. I thought that was what his name was before he became oh, okay, a, yeah, right, and it's yeah. actually a totally different actor. Different guy. And he was like the, but he, this, he's super legit. He wasn't just on some bullshit. Like he's an r- amazing right, right. master of Kung Fu. And, uh, but yeah, his name is Bruce Lai. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, one question I had, we, we didn't really get an answer to it is like, so these guys are all kung fu masters, but what? And maybe you know, or, or some of the one of the listeners knows and can call in, uh, <laughs> is uh, is when people were kung fu masters. Was that how they were fighting back in those days? Like, were, were there? Were, would you like go to war with another village and everyone was just doing like kung fu and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> those are good sound effects. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Wait, or versus what other way? There's like, like a just like, uh, just like blo- uh, oh. a crossbow or fucking just or just punch a guy. In yeah, the just punch. Would it just like punch a guy? Or like if you knew kung fu, you were just a good fighter, sharp with the kicks and stuff. Or was it actually like blocking them? I don't know that it was like battalions of kung fu guys going at it. I think right. there were still weapons. This is a guess, you know. So kung fu like, has more been an art. It's more of like right. a dance, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that what it is? It's well, not like, but I know if you're like skilled in kung fu, like you can fuck someone oh, up. Well, no, sure, like yeah. that's the thing. There's a guy in my fraternity who was like a he was like a black belt. He was sick in martial arts, and they were always like, hey, "That's the guy you want at the bar if someone was going to get in a fight." But then, like, if there was a fight, like, what's it going to be? Like, fucking enter the dragon? Where he's just like, he's just like, <laughs> well, that's yeah, because in most bar fights, I don't know care how much kung chaotic, fu you know, yeah. it's the guy who's got the most adrenaline yeah. that's just like. Fucking well, that's what they say. Like, of what all, can you do to of that? All of the mixed martial arts and everything, like uh, from what my understanding is, is that wrestling is the is if you're the best wrestler, and you get into even in UFC, and I can stuff, see that. Whoever the best wrestler is usually is is the best in that yeah, world. That makes um, sense. The grappling and everything. There's just I don't know what it is about that. That you know, you're not talking about like the Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're talking about like college wrestling. Oh no, I'm talking about. I'm just if you're a fighter. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. right. I'm saying boxing, karate, kung fu, jujitsu, whatever the fuck it is. The best straight up like Greco-Roman. Yeah, no, like wrestler. That that is the best skill to have. Yeah, because you you can like get low and you're fucking strong. There's a totality to it Mm -hmm. in a fight that uh, I think benefits all types of things of just defense. You know, just because a fight always ends up on the ground at some point, unless you knock a guy out right right at the top at some point it turns into a tussle mm. and um so yeah <laughs> not mm. that i know shit but yeah about. i was always just like so if so if, if it all hell breaks loose like this fucking karate guy is gonna kick everybody's ass like throwing people across you never the know room. Like, i mean you know again, it's yeah, like you never know you you see gaps that, like you don't just be able to go you know and you're fast mm-hmm. yeah but no it's true like bar <laughs> fights especially college bar fights it's always like really quick fucking yeah it's 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 angles. pure adrenaline yeah but no, but you're, you're right. If you're a wrestler, you could probably like get low and fucking just literally throw you someone. T- you up. take a guy down, and you can get him in a position, mm. squ- get, and get him his neck quickly, yeah. or just get him in some kind of you know. Hey, that was a good All show right. at the Wiltern. Oh yeah, dude, that was sick. The, Have the, we not talked about that? I don't, I don't know. So. Did we? I think you came on just before. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it was I awesome. Thoroughly really nice. enjoyed that because cool. like I, I, there's only one other show where I felt there was just like a. Just like a dangerous feeling in the theater. And the only other show other than yours was when I saw Kanye West at the Forum. Oh, like nice. when you walked into the Forum, it was like scary. Well, because no, there was Kanye had this like it was there was no like house music. It was just like a, this, like a thick, heavy, like bass sound. And it was just very like 
I think he had like one of his like manic episodes, and I was like, this feels like dangerous. No, and I be, felt that before because you don't know what it was to fucking expect sick. With yeah, the voids. and like the, the like there were like fucking like eerie kind of like guys in the crowd. I was like, this is fucking. This is cool. You're not getting this with future islands. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking sick, and then the show was awesome. Nice, yeah. man. That was the first Void show for I, you? Yeah, I think so. What yeah. about you, too? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Dude. Uh, and then you had you, the house music was Van I, Halen. I've that seen, was fucking sick. I've seen you play with Julian uh, when it was... Uh, Nine years of Phrases for the Young. Right? Yeah, it was just Julian Casablanca. That was in uh, New Orleans, wasn't no, it? No, New York. Oh, yeah, T- yeah. Terminal 5. Oh, yeah. I remember we went out with Darren Harmon. Mm-hmm. We, like... Did something after the show. We went to dinner at the year in, and then you guys came back to the basement where I lived. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Because right after that, I stayed. That's when you you and I had some epic hangs. That was January, oh, yeah. January 2010. Totally. And I was living. That was the start of the voids, by the way. Yeah. The voids weren't even called the voids, but I right. was squatting. No, that's the fucking... thing. Yeah, you were you were playing with Julian Casablancas. Uh, exactly. Just, just him. And... Um, yeah, that, that was a good show, but it was like, okay, he's Julian's going solo. Right. You know, great. He wasn't getting super crazy. No, The Voids was that like... That show was like, yeah, it was like... Feel, he's getting super crazy. Like, yeah. he's fucking up there just ripping it. What I love the most about your music is just when you're on the brink of, like, yeah, yeah. a hook <laughs> or like where a song would go to a predictable place that you wanted to go you guys always subvert it yeah, to something yeah, yeah. unexpected i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> no it, to me it, it's a great thing because i think that's why people like the band because it's just unexpected and like weird and like yeah, yeah. there's weird parts where like a keyboard note will just be like super loud that and be a bit mistake yeah too, well maybe but cool. i liked oh, it cool, i was but... like whoa why is that note just like fucking where is that <laughs> and people were from? that crowd was fired up too oh yeah yeah that was uh uh, LA's great, New York's great. You know, those I, those shows are always awesome. Well, the Wiltern's great. That yeah. venue is fucking awesome. Totally. The Strokes yeah. are actually doing a show there in like uh Yeah, I saw that. Like 6 weeks they're doing some benefit. You know what I like about the Wiltern? The Wiltern <laughs> is like the people's venue. I mean, it is yeah. like it's almost like smack dab in the middle of Los Angeles. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Like if you're talking about the all-encompassing Valley, everything else, it's like right there in the middle. Yeah, it's not on it's, Sunset. It's on Wilshire. It feels like an old. Yeah, it's next to a Denny's. It's, yeah, it, no matter who's playing there, there's never like a an LA. The, yeah, you you know you're in LA, but it's always got a, like a good energy there. Like you people know are just there to see a show. Everyone, there's like a camaraderie. It's just a feel good. It's like Dodger Stadium. It's one of those places that's just yeah. like. The it's show you, you guys did a show with the Growlers, Dol. I remember. Yeah, well, not at the Wilton. <laughs> okay. No, but I'm saying no, they do. I think they do a week, yeah. uh, a yearly, like around the holidays. They do like three or four shows in a row with the Wiltern, mm-hmm. and it really feels like their hometown because there's a lot of love for them. They're an LA band, yeah, yeah. right? And they choose to play there when they do their like three or four night in a row kind of residency, right? And I know what you mean. It has that vibe to it for sure. Yeah. I might go to see the Growlers actually next time they're in LA. Yeah, uh, they're, I love the Growlers. They they have a cool thing for sure. Yeah, oh, I was out with a girl last night who grew up in Hollywood, and she said back in the like the '90s, the Wiltern that was like the only thing on that block because all those buildings are all brand new. Oh right, it was yeah. like just there, like mm-hmm. that. That was it. Yeah, like the really Palladium cool. doesn't really give you that feeling. I don't think that the no. Palladium, really... Palladium's too fancy. Well, the it's too sound, slick. Uh, the sound in the Palladium, I don't think is very good. Yeah. The Fonda, and then all the downtown theaters are like, they're just newly renovated. They're amazing and antique and old and cool and vibey, but it's not like, they don't feel lived in yet. They just feel kind of ghostly and old. You know what's another comfortable venue is the El Rey. That's just a comfortable venue. I like the El Rey for a smaller show, yeah, Yeah, but the Wiltern is just like... I don't know. It's just always good. Yeah, it's a great venue. Yeah. I think it's the best in L.A., the best indoor venue in L.A. by far. 
Yeah, it's iconic. I love walk. I mean, I walk past it almost every day. And it's day. got that green faded out, out exterior, mm-hmm. which I hope they never paint over. I hope it always is like that green faded. I love it. There's always right. cool shows there, too. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of people. That show was great. That was the last show of the last album. Like, mm-hmm. of everything, it came out to probably like 14 months, starting with like that South America tour before the album came out. And that felt like the, I was looking out at the crowd like during that show, and I was like, this was a good album cycle like I it felt like the end mm-hmm. because we're in the studio now and I was in I you know we're starting the next thing oh cool so I was like okay this was it I don't know it just you, you know whatever it feels like a, a new chapter is about yeah, to begin totally. that's what that show was it was a nice piano solo you fucking had there at the end yeah yeah, yeah I got a lot of people <laughs> people tend to like that moment you know people love a piano solo we used to do that one song which was a strokes demo called uh I'll try anything once where like the guys would leave the stage and it was just me and Julian mm-hmm. and it was just a lot of people. I could feel that that was a special moment for, it's not a void song, but a lot of people know that song. Okay. And I feel like even just that piano sort of thing, which is, I didn't write it. It was something that Sean, our producer plucked out of like uh, a piano recital based on a, like a Mozart piece off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. He just like ripped the audio off of some random girl playing a piano recital like a mozart piece uh. and and then i learned it but but you know the pro, the thing with that moment during the show is is that all of the guys are like basking in that moment and giving high fives and saying goodnight and everything i it usually never goes on that long it's oh, not okay. like meant to be like a squirming coil like like, like, just i was just thinking like, the yeah. same thing yeah. Yeah. Up there. yeah it's not like that it's just like <laughs> i'm waiting for everybody to kind of leave cuz you know, then our who man that does the lights for us like puts the spotlight on me, and it's just like a quick little twenty second kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody was just—it was like two minutes. Like, see you later, yeah. good night. So I just yeah. kept it going. And um, but a lot of people were like, "That was so great." I was like, "Well, shit, man, maybe I should keep that going for a while." I think yeah, totally. Should. Should. Maybe it's time to go solo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Kite solo no, piano. I've never been like, dude, stop the piano solo. Like, piano solos are fucking the best. They I love are piano. nice. I wish you I know, could play the piano. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, I'm. It's there's a million things that are going to happen between now and what the music that we're recording and working on right now. But I really want to go in and just like pick like the piano or electric piano instead of like synthesizers, like on this new stuff that we're working on. It's really fun to play piano. Yeah, I'm sure it you looks know, fun. Really just pl- like feel like a key. Well, you feel that vibration. There, it's, there's, there's no expression to synthesizers. They're just cool sonically and they create textures and they're more sort of compositional tools like that. And they do so much for like the sound. But like you, you're never hearing somebody play it and being like, you know, there's just, it doesn't, it doesn't guide you. There's, it doesn't have that emotional power. Right, right. Somehow synthesizers don't. That like when you're hearing like the hammers hitting like the, the strings of a piano and someone's playing very gently and then banging on the piano. There's just, there's so much more that it can express yeah, no, than, uh, than synth. There's also different so. mo- movements you do with your body on the piano. Like a piano, you can like kind of get in there with synthesizer. You're like, yeah, totally. I was just, yeah. I was just watching the classic albums on, on that, on the, like up on Cripple Creek and stuff. And uh, Robbie's at the console and they're soloing all of his stuff. Because a lot of times in interviews, people are like, who are your favorite piano players and stuff? He's somebody that I always forget to think about. Garth Hudson? Yeah. And he, he I love the synth in the later band stuff. Yeah. They, uh, well, the, in the Gaga thing, they record up at Shangri-La oh, up yeah. in Malibu. That was the band's uh, recording studio. I think Rick it's Rubin, Rick Rubin owned them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, was that the band's studio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In like the last waltz, where they're interviewing them, like where they're playing pool. That's the that's, that's Shangri La. That was where they recorded Northern Lights, Southern Cross, uh, and maybe one other one. It used to be a bordello. <laughs> used to be a bordello, and now yeah, Rick Rubin lives there, and that's where him and Adele make music because that's it's, it's like the only fucking person I feel like Rick Rubin works with anymore. Yeah. Although I just watched a weird documentary on Krishna Das and uh, Rick Rubin produced his album. Uh, you know the Krishna Das? No. Dude, he's this weird, he's like one of those guys, he's one of those Ram, he came up with like Ram Das. He was like part of that Timothy Leary. It was like LSD spirituality. But they all went over to India to, like, go meet with, like, Maharaji or whatever. And then he's one of these guys that kind of came back. And he's just a dude in, like, a flannel. He's just, like, an L.I. dude. He's just, like, a flannel shirt. He's, like, a dad. He's got, like, a dad earring. (laughs) Just, like, short hair. Like, just a normal dude. But he chants. And then everyone, all the, everyone in the audience, and it's like he's massive in that world. And Rick Rubin did one of his Is records. It it's just, I, I would like it more if he was more like a Ramdas and had like gowns oh, and like yeah. flowing right. things. It, there's something weird. He kind of weirds me out a little bit because he's just so. Normal, I mean, no, because that is what's weird. I was listening to Scott Walker that died a little bit, and I was going back. Um, there's a great documentary on him Uh, that I forgot the name of, it's like 30th Century, yeah. Um, but uh, but you're seeing him in the studio, and it's this like he's got this that low, just in in amazing voice, and Mm -hmm. the music is so unusual and abstract. But you're seeing him, he's just wearing like a yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's Krishna Das. Oh my god, no, like that's what we were talking about. Like, what are they like off stage? And that's it's super weird that that's what he's like. You wouldn't think, and he's and he's huge in that in the chant world. (laughs) He just looks like a professor. So, so Rick Rubin made it nice and like stripped down. Well, yeah, (laughs) but this is the other thing. This is the other weird thing about Krishna Das. His voice isn't good. It's something about he does convey a certain something. Yeah, he does. So wait, they all went to India, and he went and came back, and was just like, "Fuck." He, that. Well, no, he was no. He, he got India. into chanting oh, over okay. there, and then no, he he came back and got into um, into crack cocaine. Oh, okay. A uh, free base, and like he then got back into spirituality, but like. Like it's it's it, his voice is good. It's just a. Uh, I'm down. Yeah. I I like that a lot. Oh, now it goes to like. This is the one Rick Rubin produced. Because when that first was playing, it sounded like Bradley Cooper and The Star yeah. Is Born. So, he's just got like normal. Has this been in a movie? It sounds like it's very cinematic. 
it's an in, interesting character, though. I bet you it sounds great on like, oh, like speakers. grid speakers. Yeah. yeah. The most interesting thing about him is that he's this like flannel shirt. He's like your girlfriend's dad <laughs> in Long Island. Like that's what is vibe. He, he doesn't talk like a spiritual guy. He's just like, yeah, man. Like you know, <laughs> and you're does, just but, over but in India. And fucking, does that like deepen you know your curiosity into him, or is that kind of lame that he doesn't I, own it? You know, do you yeah. want him, Do you want to see him at Ralph's I, in the full regal? I kind of want the full <laughs> regal because I kind of there was some there's something slightly off putting, but maybe it's the dad earrings. I was just like, yeah, this guy, this guy yeah. kind of gives me the something weird to me out about him. But I he's got. Some in the chant world, he's. But I think it's actually more that. interesting that he looks like that yeah. versus like having a head wrap and having a long beard. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the fact that he looks like that, it's like, oh, this is like a little more interesting. Yeah, because you're not expecting that. I mean, if he authentically was the dude that was like dressed like Jesus and walking around, it was like, wow, this guy, <laughs> this guy's going there. Like this, this is. <laughs> But then if you yeah. saw the guy dressed like Jesus, but then he played like Jungle Love. Yeah, that, like, I want to see that. Cool. I want to <laughs> see that. If that's what Steve Miller was, <laughs> yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to see that. Or if like, yeah, Steve Miller had one of those like Cat Stevens like <laughs> awakenings and he just like went by Krishna Das. I'm like, we're going to see Krishna Das. Like who? It's like, you know, Steve Miller. It's Krishna Das. Yeah, no, nobody. <laughs> just singing Jungle Love. <laughs> All right, how much time we got? Oh my god, I know this guy. And I used to work with that guy at the Cheesecake Factory at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. His name is Chris Chen, and he is starring in this Geico Geico commercial. Wow. I haven't even thought about that, man. Oh, dude, and I know that guy. Yeah, you I used to. Yeah, he used to live Stop. in my building. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, I was gonna I say mean, but, that's literally can happen watching. That's LA fucking commercial. crazy. <laughs> really that can. is yeah. so. I'll, I'm gonna have to tell my cousin that. I worked with that dude. The first job I had when I moved to L.A. was at the Cheesecake Let's Factory. Let's see if we know anyone in the Coors commercial. <laughs> to answer your question, though, we got about two minutes. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to give some Instagram shit. You know, this would be a good commercial. Just Coors, no people. It right. Just, and they just basically just did forever. that. Yeah. They just showed Coors on ice. And oh, like, oh, I used to do stand-up with that guy. I swear to God. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, his name's Grant Gordon. Look uh, at this. Yeah, on the left there. Uh, he actually looks familiar. Uh, he was a funny guy. Um, I, I've been seeing a lot of people I've been doing stand-up with on commercials, actually. Um, All right, Brandon, we, we, we're, not uh, we're, the, we're not allowed to stop we're the podcast. No, but that's Everybody's not me joking. I'm commercial. That's amazing. Um, yeah. That's crazy. No, but you're so right. Living in L.A. and when the commercials are on, it's just like, oh, wow, I know that dude. That's yeah. Just, just I remember Jonathan was on. Oh, I, 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 I saw that giraffe at the I zoo. I see your yeah. cousin on TV all the time. Yeah, on he fucking, was uh, in a big uh, Bowl commercial. Yeah, he was in a big uh, Super Bowl commercial. That guy, anyone know that guy? <laughs> yeah, I bought I my weed from him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, let's see. Uh, shout out to um, shout out to Yo underscore Doggy. Ah, uh, shout, uh, shout out! Shout out! <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Pew One SC or Pug One SC. Shout out! Shout out! Shout, shout out! Shout out to Johnny Three C. Hey! Shout out! Shout, shout out. out! Shout out to. Uh, Hey, shout out to Owen underscore Johnson underscore 17. Shout out. Shout Owen. out. Hey, big shout out. Chad McGuire. Big one. Real, real big. active in the comments section. I enjoy it. <laughs> Old homie? No, no, I don't, I don't know, know him. He's just, he, he's one of our followers. Um, that's it. All right. That's all, that's all you get. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, and wait, wait, what's the new music like? You guys just make like a country album? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I sent, I sent, uh, I was sending the guys some Willie Nelson. The other night, actually. Uh, That'd be cool if you guys did a country album. I wish. (laughs) I do. Believe me, I want to. I don't know. Does anybody else like like country music? 
I, I think could see Ju- Beardo being having a few nah, country. Nah, not really. No, Julian likes listening to uh, if he's got the radio on. He likes Willie's Roadhouse and uh, the '40s on Four, which isn't on Four anymore. Whatever it is. Oh, you're they, right. They moved it back. That is a good channel, though. It's the best. Um, is that all music like from The Shining? Like it's yeah, like, it, yeah. it's yeah. really cool actually. Ghost orchestras and stuff. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's all over the place right now, mm. and. There's some exciting things happening that uh, we'll get into the next time hey, I come to there see. There we go. It. Yeah, but uh, but so far so good. Like uh, we're actually going out to the studio tomorrow to. I think we're going to try to really record maybe a couple um, soon, and but there's like a batch, like the new batch of of tunes. There's like weird ones, catchy ones, mm-hmm. you know, kind of curious, curiousy like Arabic. Ones catch it's all over the place. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll Wait, and then when's the next show? Um, there is a we're going to be announcing a show. Nobody knows about this yet. I'll drop it. I'll oh, give God. it camp. Okay. Good boy exclusive, right? Nice. Here. Yeah, there's uh there's going to be a Santa Ana show. I don't know the date. I don't have it in front of me. Um, that's happening soon. There's a Vegas show happening oh, soon. There you go. Um, and then we play Governor's Ball. The uh, festival in New York. So this, these are the shows that are sort of going to be leading up to that, and then um, and then we're coming back here for a little bit to record, and then we go do. We're doing a show in Poland at the first weekend of July. Oh, that'll be cool. And then we're in Spain for a couple. Jesus. So it's a bit of that. Which is <laughs> How many be- uh, Polacks does it take to do a <laughs> podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, did you guys do a secret show in Venice? At oh, the yeah, yeah, townhouse, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. you played at the townhouse. The I saw it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's well, awesome. Yeah. So no announcement, no anything. You guys just set up and jammed. Yeah, who we was were, there? We were supposed to do it again. Um, ra- a few randoms and then a few friends. Um, that was really just like we played. We played two songs that we've got. It was all jams. It was all just. And was completely- anyone like? You guys can't come downstairs, and people were like coming down because they no. heard. No, it was that's, that's pretty kinda, cool. That's cool. Yeah, that, no, but that downstairs room is sick. It's really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got a good sort of like Chinese brothel. It's like, weird, yeah, vibe to it. It it, it was fun, um, but it wasn't like a show. Show. It was just. Uh, I mean, a lot of it was really good and really bad. Just mm-hmm. as we were sort of improvising and seeing. It's cool for him, man. I mean, I think he's he learns a lot about what he wants to do by feeling his level of dif- discomfort on stage for new ideas before we go into the studio mm-hmm. and really record. Got it. You really can tell if, even in its infancy, like when you just have a seed of an idea or a song, like, does this feel right if I'm just up here kind of, or is this something that I should really labor over and like prepare and write and f- follow through on and you yeah. know you know what's ones feel stage ready like sort of er, early on yeah right right so that's what that show was it was just jams and, and just testing out like new songs got it which is again like what we're trying to take our show into into the jam uh potentially like into the jam you're just gonna well, be playing it like uh, fucking locking. Yeah. Well, I said, man, I was like, you know, we can always just sort of like extend songs, which is the traditional way to do no, it. You but, play yeah. a tune, and then sure. like we're essentially writing songs on the spot. Like sometimes, like he'll be like, he'll be like, should we jam or whatever? And I'll come up with some progression just on the spot, really not prepared, and we just go into a fresh new idea, like from scratch. Right. It's not just working off whatever the chord progression was. 
during the outro of like one of our songs that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. where you just extend the tune yeah yeah um, which I've suggested I'd, I'd like to try that and see what happens when we do like a song we have like alienation songs that have outros yeah right that right. can continue vamping where the bass and the drums just continue to kind of keep things rolling and you know I think we just really got to get better at uh, feeling comfortable in those moments where it feels uncomfortable right right just you know or it's like like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I no, don't know. Totally. It just it takes a lot of time to be good at improvising on stage. Yeah, I'm sure. Cuz it is all about like listening and relaxing. Cuz you know, when you're new to it, you're like, what are we doing? Like is this good? What's going on? You're in your head. You're not loose and comfortable with what you're playing. You're you're over you're self-editing too much. And if you're if someone's if you guys are just aren't linked up, it's it's kind of weird for everybody. People else. overplay, mm. you know. I think the good thing to do is to just stop playing and just be like, okay, it's, the bass and the drums are the things that kind of need to keep going, right? If you're ever kind of like, you know, even in like a dead show, it's like if like the drums and the bass just stopped and it was just like <laughs> Jerry falls asleep. <laughs> it's like then the jams just fall apart. So basically, ever Grateful Dead song. <laughs> no, that's like yeah. a dead hater. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks episode for uh, thanks for coming by. Is this a episode pleasure. 51? fifty one? And episode yeah. four for me was this the fourth visit? Fourth or fifth? Uh, I think it is your fourth. Because you kind of just pop. I mean, you're like so. The, there was like the first one when guest. we had Dave, and then the second one we this picture was us having a cigarette outside, and then the third one. Yeah, I think this is your fourth. Yeah, this is the fourth. Fourth. Big four. Fourth. Yeah. So the next one's well, the fifth. I'll see you, and I'll see you in a month or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah come, totally. You come back next week. <laughs> I told you I would. Yeah. I'm always, I feel like after we do these, I, I'm like, hey, I, can I come like next show? Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you're always like, let's spread it out. No, I, I mean, I like it because I don't, I don't think this is an interview podcast. No. no it's this not. is like, can someone come and have a conversation? Mm. That's what this podcast is. That's why is. Jonathan, like, when people ask us for Kites of the Round Table, it's like, are you guys going to have guests on or whatever? And Jonathan is like, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, Jonathan, it wouldn't be like we would be, so tell me what you're working on and <laughs> no, what you're doing. It doesn't. But I think that he thinks that that would be what, what, it would be. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. And that's why I like this. It's the same thing. We just yeah. fire up the mics and talk shit, mm-hmm. and it's just... The interview, that, that's why when we have had people on where you have to come up with questions, because we'll, we'll get certain people that they're like, well, you're having me on your podcast, so obviously like you want to ask me some questions, but it's like, I don't really want to like ask somebody questions. Like, can we just yeah, like talk about Overboard? <laughs> Unless it was like the porn manufacturer. <laughs> well, that, the yeah, she's good because you actually have great questions. But sometimes when you have the questions, it's like you just want people who can come and like fucking cut it up. A yeah, bit. yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, we, uh, yeah, we, we cut it up tonight. Yeah. We really cut it up. Cut it way up. <laughs> How far good, had to we go deep? Uh, no, this is probably like an hour 40. Oh, no. Yeah. Which is a nice, nice time. You can take the Krishna Dot stuff <laughs> up. <laughs> or all the stuff about uh, climaxing. Uh, the very first thing we were talking about is uh, yeah. feel free to leave everything in. Yeah. So episode 51. All right. All right. All right. Have a good week. See you next guys. week. So long. <laughs> <laughs>